0: it's the only podcast on the internet that aspires to be broadcast from the aux-out port of 10,000 modified Hazlab proton packs. I'm your host, Jim Maritato, aka Vink Maniac from the internet, and this week, Extraplasm and Pizzaplasm unite and catalytic conversational conversion runs rampant. Real Ghostbusters artists, meaning R-E-E-L Ghostbusters, Comedian, podcaster, and authentic Staten Island guy Chris Sorrentino joins the podcast for an interview that quickly devolves into two Italian-Irish post-Catholic New Yorkers making each other laugh. And I say that in all seriousness that this was a very fun conversation that I got to have with Chris who kind of reminded me of many people I know from back home as a, you know, mis- misplaced and displaced New Yorker who now lives in California. And so I hope that you'll enjoy this conversation that I had with him as we got to talk about the New York City Firehouse, his R-E-E-L Ghostbusters series where he's combining the characters from the real Ghostbusters cartoon into the scenes from the original movie and his plans for an art book in that vein, his comedy podcast, Super Live Adventure podcast, and his work as a production artist for True TVs and Practical Jokers. Uh, And then the podcast may have devolved a bit into a pitch for a raccoon-themed ripoff of Cats to take place now and forever at the Winter Garden Theater and some other random chaos, but it was fun chaos nonetheless, and I hope you'll enjoy listening to it. Uh, But before we get into that fun conversation, we need to get caught up on a few Ghostbusters headlines from over the last week. Still making headlines
1: all across the country, the Ghostbusters are at it again. Today the entire eastern seaboard is alive with talk of incidents of paranormal activity. Phone-in topic today, ghosts and ghostbusting. The
0: extra plasm, read all about it. Ghostbusters headline coming at ya. The big stories this week, of course, are about Ghostbusters Firehouse, the movie currently in production in the United Kingdom. And to clarify... This podcast's position as the working title of that movie is, in fact, Firehouse, because that's what Jason Reitman and Gil Kennan said it was, and that's what was on a PowerPoint presentation at the Sony lot when I was there, and that's what was written on all the business agreements and contracts that anybody's ever talked about in relationship to this film. Uh, So, while you might have heard this movie is called Hell's Kitchen as a result of some media outlets reporting on something they saw in production weekly, let me assure you that the primary villain of the movie is probably not going to be a giant Kaiju Gordon Ramsay asking why things are so dreadful and throwing pots and pans. Uh, So while some of those media outlets are reporting that Production Weekly listed Hell's Kitchen alongside Firehouse as a working title, all indications are that this is probably a reputation of some old info. And at the same time, it doesn't freaking matter. Um, That's a working title rather than an actual title, just like Rust City was a working title for Afterlife. So this is basically non news. Uh, It's it's fun trivia for those of us who at some point want to win a trivia match uh, that like, you know, some franchise is holding somewhere to get cool prizes. But for the most part, it's a non story. And so with that, the top story of the week is rendered by this podcast into a non story. Shazam with the power of journalism. (laughs) This isn't even journalism. What are we talking about? But nevertheless, let's talk about something else. Uh, Let's talk instead about number one concluder of the podcast, Ernie Hudson uncertain involvement in the next Ghostbusters project seems to be resolved to some extent. Despite the questions raised over the last few weeks about whether he would be returning as Winston Zedmore after comments he made on the Jennifer Hudson no relation show and a Howard Stern affiliated interview show, his recent appearance on the Today Show seems to shore up that he's somehow involved in this film. Uh, while still short of a concrete confirmation Ernie Hudson was on the Today Show in the past week, and he was asked if he'd be in the next Ghostbusters movie. His response was something along the lines of, I think so. I mean, my representatives say it's all happening. They're measuring me for suits and sending me scripts. But I'm like, yeah, but, you know, I haven't signed. So um, let's be clear on this. Ernie Hudson is apparently being measured for flight suits and um, is apparently like being sent scripts and knows what's going on with the movie, but hasn't signed and like I'm, I'm, I'm beyond this. Like Ernie Hudson's probably in the next movie. Um, this isn't really news anymore. I suppose Hudson Watch 2023 will continue, but it seems pretty likely that Ernie Hudson will eventually cross the Atlantic at some point in the near future and show up for a movie. Um, when that is, we'll see. Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of beyond the point of being like, will he or won't he be involved in the movie? That it's very clear that he seems to be involved in because it gives me a lot of stress to talk about it every week and wonder about it. So. I'm just going to decide that Ernie Hudson's in the movie and move on because that saves a lot of stress. But speaking of crossing the Atlantic, the ever detail oriented Austin Young, aka Ray Cameron of Facebook and Discord. And of the central Oklahoma Ghostbusters passed along an interesting detail that Celeste O'Connor, who played Ghostbusters after life's Lucky, has posted a work visa photo from, for temporary filming work in the UK to their Instagram stories. So for you oddsmakers out there uh, who are wondering, like, will Lucky appear in the next movie? Uh, will Celeste be reprising that role and will Lucky make it from Oklahoma to New York City within the canon of Ghostbusters? Odds are in your favor Um, if you're looking to like, I don't know, place Vegas bets on this. I don't even know if that's a thing you could do, but. if if there's some like betting house that's taking bets on who's the next Ghostbusters movie, um, Celeste O'Connor seems to be on the list. Ernie Hudson though, still out there. We're still not sure. So we'll see. But, um, you know, I I say these things at this point, I could be totally wrong. And next week, Ernie Hudson could be like, I refuse to cross an ocean, uh, and I'm working on quantum leap and it takes the rest of my life and I could be totally wrong. But, um, I have a feeling I'm not going to be, we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll find out. And finally, in Ghostbusters, like primary filming news, the array of teaser photos about production continues. Uh, Gil Cannon and Jason Reitman posted uh, posted photos of Gil playing with a set of ecto goggles this week and effects artist Aryan Tuatan posted a large shipping crate to Instagram indicating that pieces are still moving overseas for the start of production. Uh, there have also been some photos of different uh, actors who have Participated as Slimer and uh, different folks like Billy Bryan, who's, you know, of course, been uh, stay puffed and has been hired to come back and work on effects for the movie, having dinner together in LA. So there's currently conversations and things happening and pieces are moving as people get into place for the next movie. Uh, And so I want to say that, like, it's fun to see these things in pre production, but I want to make an important note here that. We're entering a period where pre-production of the movie is about to end and production is starting. And I want to make clear that my intention is to keep extra Extraplasm spoiler free for those of you who wish for it to be that way. I don't want anyone to feel like they listen to the podcast and that potentially ruins the next movie for them, because I know for some people, they ended up in that boat with different media outlets from afterlife and they were really upset to have to like tune out or turn off from something in their life because it just was going to spoil or ruin their experience. So I want to make this really clear that um, you know, we're entering this period where pre-production is ending, that production is starting. Extra plasm is going to be a spoiler-free zone. That means that in the weeks and the months to come, you may see some selectivity in the things that I choose to cover. Um, there may be some things that are sort of given the opportunity to become background noise because I don't choose to focus on them because either they seem like rumor mill or they seem like uh those who are making the movie shouldn't have to waste time dispelling them. <laughs> because, um, uh, you know, that sucks if you're marketing a movie and you're trying to put that movie together and it's your job to sort of, um, shore up and curate the brand and give it its best opportunity to be marketed out there to, uh, you know, different partners and you have to control the rumor mill that's happening from within the fandom. That's a lousy situation. Um, and because I don't want to risk spoiling an overall project for anybody who's going to be impacted by that. So this means if you're thinking about sending leaks here, um, if you, you know, have some like juicy berry, you think that you want to pass along to the podcast, that's going to be like, Hey, you know, this is what's going on with the story or, Hey, I got these photos from somebody I know on the set, or, you know, I, I know a, a such and such that works in this outlet and got to see the props early. I, I'm not, or I really don't want those things. Um, I, I appreciate when sometimes I get messages like that that are like, Hey, I know something and I'm like, cool. At this point, like we're in pre-production. So knowing something is like, Hey, You know, I I, I noticed that the Ecto-1 has arrived and so does everybody else. Uh, But realistically, I just kind of want to put this out there that Extraplasm's job is not to leak stuff. Its job is to kind of help to facilitate, you know, news and discussion and really to give voice to the fandom and to provide an opportunity for fans and makers and creators and artists and what have you to, uh, you know, get their voices heard out there in the fandom and hopefully at certain points to interview people who are either working within fan production of maker stuff or working on primary projects. So, um, you know, that's a bit long winded perhaps given the short news run this week, but I do want to say it, you know, just if you're passing things along, keep in mind, I want to be spoiler free. Uh, I don't really want an inbox where I have to try to ignore or, uh, erase my memory before I go into the next movie. So, uh, keep that in mind. With that little PSA done about primary filming, let's talk about some non-primary filming that can be as detailed and as inside baseball as we would hope it can be. Bueno Productions are on the move right now, filming the next Ghostbusters documentary focused on Ghostbusters 2. Uh, That picture is titled Too Hot to Handle, Remembering Ghostbusters 2, and that's now in production as Claire and Anthony Bueno have been updating folks on social media as they travel across the American Southwest and up the West Coast working on interviews and content. Uh, I've been kind of joking that the Buenos probably drove past my house more than once in their travels, given their social media updates. (laughs) So if anybody wants to let them know, I'll take them out for pizza. Holler. Uh, But you may recall that Derek Osborne was a recent guest of the show and he was an editor on Cleaning Up the Town, uh, the amazing documentary on the first Ghostbusters movie that the Buenos made. So I'm really looking forward to see what they come up with for Ghostbusters 2. They're essentially out right now conducting interviews and It's kind of ironic that as a Ghostbusters movie is being made in the UK, they have traveled from the UK to here to interview people for a documentary about Ghostbusters, too. But, um, you know, I imagine that getting access to anybody who's involved with anything producing Ghostbusters right now is probably really difficult and probably involves a whole bunch of legal NDAs and other, you know, legal sausage that nobody wants to deal with. So. Um, I'm not really sure what legal sausage is, but my suggestion is that you don't eat it and you don't put it on a pizza. So, uh, but I wish the Buenos luck. And, um, you know, in all seriousness, it's exciting to see the next documentary underway. So I hope that Claire and Anthony are doing well in their travels and that they're getting lots of really awesome footage and great commentary. In animated Ghostbusters news, An impromptu Extreme Ghostbusters and partial Real Ghostbusters voiceover reunion happened this week on The Ship It Show on YouTube, where Tara Strong, who voiced Kylie Griffin on Extreme Ghostbusters, is a co-host. In a reunion that included Jason Marsden, Billy West, Pat Music, Maurice LaMarche, Reno Romano, and Dave Coulier, they had a discussion of a variety of topics related to the show, such as its inclusivity in character design, and the reason that it was cancelled despite fan appreciation, which... Uh, from my quick understanding of like kind of gl- rip- ripping through this in double speed, uh, had a lot to do with merchandising uh, and toys. But rather than rehash it all, I- I'm really going to suggest you go over and spend the hour checking this out if you're an extreme Ghostbusters fan. Because uh, on in on one part, I won't do the full hour of intriguing conversation justice. Uh, because I mean, it's a full hour of like one on one, or not one on one, but you know, good discussion between the people who are principal actors on that show. But I will also be 100% honest with you all and tell you that uh, the Extreme Ghostbusters is an admitted blind spot in my Ghostbusters, like canon knowledge. So any attempt to contextualize that conversation will inevitably be dumb. Um, So rather than subject you to that, I will save you from some bad analysis and suggest that you go and check out the Ship It Show on YouTube. Uh, I will warn you that if you try to find the Ship It Show on other platforms like uh, Spotify and other places, I found that. All of the episodes that are currently on those platforms are out of date. Like maybe their RSS feed has been abandoned and they've just chosen YouTube as a primary platform. So if you're going to sh- seek this out, don't like go from your podcatcher where you're listening here to go search for it and then be frustrated. Instead, head straight to YouTube. Look for the ship at show and look for this episode uh, with, you know, featuring all these extreme Ghostbusters uh, performers, because uh, it's definitely something cool to check out. I just, you know, rather than summarize it and destroy it for you. I'm going to suggest you go take a look at it because it's an interesting thing to take a look at. And with those headlines out of the way, as brief as they are, we're going to turn now to my conversation with Chris Sorrentino, a.k.a. Pizza Plasm, uh, the artist, comedian and uh, all around, you know, like I said, <laughs> real deal <laughs> Italian Staten Island, New York guy who I really appreciated talking to a bit. And uh, we'll turn to that conversation now. Joining me on Extra Plasm Podcast for the first time, and I believe as the first representative of the awesome Empire State, is an artist, a comedian, uh, and somebody who you may know for his amazing artwork that you've seen uh, around like a particular piece of art around Christmas time. that was an Ecto-1 that had a Christmas tree carried across the back of it that was like totally viral on uh, Ghostbusters news, uh, n- known by many names, including Pizza Plasm, but today Chris Sorrentino is joining us on the podcast. How are you, Chris?
1: Oh, I am great, Jim. Thanks for having me, man. Having a blast so far. We were just like, you know, talking
0: before we recorded. And I'm like, you know what, man? I'm going to have a good time on this show today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, thank you. I hope so. And I I was sort of saying this to you that um, I, I like, I, I'm excited to talk with somebody who is sort of from back home because there is this. A thing about, I think, just kindred spirits about New Yorkers that it's like you can go far away and then you walk in the room with another person who's from New York. You're like, oh, we get it. Like the the way the world works is actually this is how it all organizes and fits together, you know, and it's just exactly
1: it's. It's, Yeah, we smell each other out sometimes. Like I, I was out in Disney World a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, it's, you know, you're not hanging with like, you know, the guy from Tennessee, the locals and you hear that New York voice and you're like, hey, right. and, like <laughs> you, you find a friend out there. That's, that's what you're talking to online for two hours to right, uh, go on a three minute ride.
0: You're standing there waiting to get on a ride, and you look at a guy in line. You're like, "So, how many people have offered you grits since you got down here?" And people, you're like, "I know, right?" Like, why? What? What is that about? Yeah, they put shrimp and in make, them. What's going on around? Right, and then you're talking about my cousin Vinny, and then you're talking about Queens. And it's <laughs> yeah. just then you're talking about bagels, and you know, like that's just then nest transit and the Mets, and that's just basically how it all works. It just it all fits together and. The and the whole and pizza.
1: thing, that's, that's what, I mean, that's it's what kind what of funny, but like,
0: <laughs> no, it's true. Like, um, but I, <laughs> I go to a pool on a regular basis and I went swimming a few weeks ago. And when I went to the pool, there was these two guys in the pool who were like filming in the pool. They had whoa, scuba whoa, gear whoa, whoa, on.
1: Whoa, whoa, What kind of a podcast is this? <laughs> <laughs> right. I was like, I don't understand it's what's the, going on. The Cocoon Porn remake. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow it was kind of like that because it was like (laughs) old people in the pool and here's the deal they were like in these weird scuba suits with these long like giant fins on the back of them i was like what "What am i looking at (laughs) we're the community pool why is this happening right so I finally was like, after probably like 20 minutes of watching these guys underwater with GoPros filming each other and like trying not to have my fat Italian, you know, ass in their shot. I just want to swim. I kind of said, hey. (laughs) I just want to (laughs) swim. I just want to swim. You know? And I just said, Hey, what are you guys doing anyway? Like, what what is the story with, you know, (laughs) with the filming underwater? And the guy goes, He was from like Australia or something. And he goes, it's necessary, I assure you. And my inner New Yorker came out what? and I just went, I just went, necessary for who? And he goes. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, what? And I said, necessary for who? And he goes, uh, uh, it's necessary. It's for learning. And I went, it's for learning? I said, so it's necessary for you? And it just it just my inner New Yorker came out. Get the hell
1: out of the pool,
0: pal. I was like, listen, how about you take yourself over to the side of the pool where there's a wall, and then you film yourself against the wall so the rest of us don't have to be in your little video. And he's like, <laughs> He turns around and says, well, you know, we're just, we're trying to learn here. It's for online learning or posting a video showing technique. And I went, that's great. You could show technique over there. Yeah. <laughs> so I get back in the pool. This guy swims over, gives me a thumbs up from like three lanes over. Yes. I said, and he's, like, I, yeah. he's like, I'm glad somebody finally said something. And yeah, I just he heard the right. tone of voice. I heard it. And I said, where are you from? And he goes, Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he turns around. And he's like, yeah. He goes, we would have dealt with this problem way differently back east. He goes, 20 minutes of this. He goes, way too long. He goes, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right? <laughs> Like, thank you. In my California world of I don't know what's going on, there is a semblance of reality. So I as much as I'm like telling this crazy, people, some people are like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, you're supposed to be interviewing Chris. Well, thanks for your pool story. Uh, but It's <laughs> all part of it, folks. But yeah, um, I'm excited to talk with you because I do feel there is a kindred thing of, you know, sort of just there's a way of looking at the world that is very really much is. comes out of the tri-state area, you know, uh, that, I don't know, but in particular in New Yorkers, that just, but, you know, Jersey, Connecticut, less Connecticut than Jersey, but. It's yeah. true.
1: It was sometimes even being out of state brings it out of you more. I don't know how or why, but like when somebody approaches you. Yeah. You're like, ah, ah, blah, blah, you're like you're, you're, you're like uh, Raphael from the 1990 Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> all
0: of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> except you've been yeah. your trench coat has been rev- taken off of you and you're just now you have your yeah. size on the roof and it's yeah. surrounded by the foot clan and you're like come on let's go like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of true um but it, you know i don't know i i joke about this when i lived in wyoming for like grad school and they turned out and they heard i was from new york <laughs> the first question that would get asked was have you ever been mugged no way really yeah. or have you ever been shot or have you ever have like, you ever been shot <laughs> and like the funniest part about Wyoming is like my neighbors would have guns just like hey how's it going because they were going to go shoot stuff like to bring home and you know like yeah. go, go hunting or whatever but I, I would get asked have you ever been shot no why would I have been shot Well, from New, New, New York
1: gun, guns are super <laughs> illegal like you right. can't you can't on the Florida you walk into a fucking Bucky's with a <laughs> in your pocket,
0: right. like, buy some beaver nuggets. Like you the likelihood be, like, you get shot in New York at this point is like,
1: yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't walk around with a gun in New York. Oh, yeah, God, so, you, you know what? You 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 can you can walk around with a proton pack though. Yes, that you can do. <laughs> you can walk down the street with a proton pack, and you know what? You're not gonna get you're not gonna get too many odd looks because. I know I know there's a lot of Ghostbuster groups out there and like maybe in some small town it's not like you can walk into your local bar dressed as a Ghostbuster and not have a problem. But in New York you can kind of walk around dressed as a Ghostbuster. It's like a hometown. Yeah. It's like a hometown thing. It's weird. It's like when I dress as Jake Blues in Chicago, I'm like mayor of that town. People love me. I get free stuff. I get hugs and kisses. <laughs> it's like it's like that too. You walk around dressed as a Ghostbuster, you'll have people honking, people yelling out of their car. Who are you gonna call? Ghostbuster like yeah, like yeah. you get that hometown hero salute. It's it's a totally different thing. I, I, I recommend anybody from uh, you know, outside New York if you're going to visit New York, bring your gear somehow, Maybe at least bring a jumpsuit <laughs> Right, you'll experience it. It's a totally thing. If you're going to go to the thing.
0: firehouse, you'll appreciate that you had it when you're oh, there. You know, it's, oh my God,
1: it's the Mecca. You gotta, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. gotta visit it at least once in your life. Do
0: you know, I've said this, that people, listeners of this podcast know this, that <laughs> I lived in New York from the time I was an infant until I was 20. Well, I had like two years in, away and then like my two years away, like I went to jail. I went to grad school. Um, <laughs> <went> to <jail. laughs> like, am I my I two years away, I had to go upstate for a while yeah. and I came back. No, I'm just like, um, <laughs> I was, I was located at a correctional facility in Fishkill, New York. Um, but, um, Karen
1: smuggling you some sausages.
0: <laughs> right. Like, no, uh, during my period of grad school, I left and then came back. So I lived in New York like for almost 30 years. And in that entire time, Somehow I managed to only ever drive past the firehouse in my car while like being an IT guy who would commute between like New York City and Jersey after oh, no college. Way. But ne- at no point did I ever park my car, get out and be like, I'll go over to the firehouse. Oh, really? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's just insane. Like, that it is just- <laughs> insane.
1: It's man. I. I. Me and my sons, my, my sons are 11 and and, uh, and 13. They're big Ghostbusters fans, as am I. And every year, usually after New York Comic Con, we make a stopover. Like, you have to. But it's, I've been there, I couldn't even, I don't even know how many times. And, and it's still, like, magical when I go there. Yeah. Like, there's still something really... Crazy about seeing that building in real life, even though like you kind of don't see it even that much
0: in the movie.
1: Like I'm talking about that exterior, right. the New York a- and, exterior. And, and when you think about it, interior. it's
0: like it really looks different now than it did in the movie. Right? Wait, like, hey, it's- listen,
1: I got to ask you, Jim. How do you feel about the Black Firehouse theory? Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Oh, it's it's not a theory. It's real. It was black. It actually was black.
1: Okay, because yeah. like I know it's back and forth. It, it is, right? It totally yeah,
0: has. No, it totally was. The ha- oh, okay. If you if you go back to the scene where they're hanging the sign in the 1984 movie and yeah, you look you at could, the background, it's a, the firehouse is black.
1: That was OK, because I've always struggled. Like, is it the problem with because I know sometimes with the saturation through different like, I mean, I, I've watched this thing on how many different
0: forms of My understanding of is that it was painted black and that it was painted black because that was like a was a sort of, like, Dan Aykroyd's script level. Like, remember that the car was supposed to be black? Yes. Like, in his mind. With so, the, the f- I think the Black Firehouse that. sticks as a result of, like, hey, we're going to paint all this stuff black and sort of make it spooky, right? And um, yeah, the, well, so also the Firehouse he's like, it's, is black. It's, it's Dan Aykroyd. He's
1: very, like, think of Blues Brothers. Everything's, like, very, like, you know, like everything matches and it's minimalist. Yeah. Like think of the right. way those guys dress it and their car and stuff like that. <laughs> Just, so I could see it, them it painting would, it.
0: it. If, if the firehouse could have had a, a necktie, a ball cap <laughs> shorts, <laughs> white socks and white sneakers, it would have in the Dan Aykroyd world. Like I'm this lovingly, of course, like, but one of my favorite things about Dan Aykroyd is his black on black Ghostbusters hat. He had like for years, he had yeah. a hat there was a black hat with a black Ghostbusters logo on it. And it's like, got it. So you're doing black on black now. Okay. He's, right. Like and I have another believe, planet,
1: man. Bring I have believe right. new
0: era made that hat because he looked at the hats and they were like, so what do you think about the hats? You know, Sony. And he somehow saw him. He's like, I believe we need a black on black hat. But it won't be a collection <laughs> without it. Um, <laughs> so uh, several uh, variations yeah. to fit
1: all cone heads. <laughs> I, I, but I so but where did it get lost in that translation of like Ghostbusters down the line? Like you got the cartoon, obviously, and then Ghostbusters 2 and then even the video games and everything where that Black Firehouse is just lost.
0: It's just yeah, completely I, lost. Well, I think it's just like, like, part of what happens is the cartoon comes out. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like. The cartoon is very bright. Like you draw, like we're gonna yeah. talk about this. Like the your oh, like real that, Ghostbusters are. That, that firehouse
1: are. is fucking green. Like I draw it all the time. It's like a right. like a greenish, bluish color and gray. Like don't, that firehouse has like no red. Even the doors aren't red. There's like no reds in that firehouse. But other the than toy, the, of course, comes
0: out. Right, the toy comes out and it's got like it's. What's weird is that's a lot of gray too, but it's got red accoutrements to it. You yeah, know, it's like the doors on that are red. Um, you know like there's a the little art, pole like, thingy right so it's like I don't know I I don't know where like that conceptualization of the red firehouse comes from if it's Ghostbusters 2 scenes right if it's sort of like the uh, and it Even could be this you don't like see it too much you don't see the firehouse too much now I'm like the, the iconic scene where you can see the firehouse most like the biggest scene you see of it is when the containment unit blows yeah right because that's when you see the firehouse from above like when they are, um, you know, uh, like they show them fleeing the building. Yeah. That is like a matte painting. Yeah. Right? I believe like a lot some of it, like not all of it, like, but the scene where they're like running out the front of the firehouse. And now I'm like, what color is the firehouse in that scene? Cause now we've like completely derailed. I'm like, we're supposed to be doing a podcast about how are you doing and how's your life? And but this no, is but what but These are things I've always
1: wanted to talk about like that, that, that I don't know anybody else that talks about this with like the whole black firehouse thing. Because most people I talk to are like surface level fans that don't deep dive or remember things that are different, you know. And and yeah, I've always I've often wondered that what you're talking about, where if those matte paintings even were like, like they painted the firehouse black through matte paintings, because they're all static shots. There's no like moving shots of the firehouse. It would be very easy. It would probably be easier to <laughs> Wait, matte paint those I, bricks
0: black. I want. Paint and- I want moving shots of the firehouse. I want the firehouse to stand up from its current Super location. Get shots, off its yeah. ass <laughs> and start doing some calisthenics. Winston's moving castle. <laughs> that's what I want
1: in the new movie.
0: That, yes. Well Winston's maybe that's Look, maybe that's the reason why they had to go film it overseas in a big st- soundstage stage. Uh, I mean, the real reason, of course, is that they can't use the firehouse that's here in LA. But uh, falling
1: apart, and you'll get shot outside of it.
0: But maybe they went over there because they were like, "Look, we have to build a mecha firehouse because in (laughs) this movie, the entire firehouse becomes a transformer."
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will stand up in my seat and shit on the floor in the middle of the theater if that happens. Not in a good way. Not in a bad way. I'm just going to do it.
0: All right. So I'm looking at the shot now and in the shot of the firehouse of the firehouse with the, the PKE fl- like flying out of it, the big like pink stream mm-hmm. coming out of it. The firehouse is black uh, and th- it's very definitely black because the building next to it is red. And so is the building behind it. And the building next to that building is super red. Um, So like color and the sign for Ghostbusters in the front of it shows as red and reads as that's, red. So, yeah, so like, it's, yeah, it's, by
1: comparison, it's it, that's definitely black.
0: It was black. Right. And like, and I don't know if that's because it, you know, at the time it was a retired firehouse or something. And I, I don't know what that I don't know what the, if that was still an actually operating firehouse in that moment. I think it was. But um, I believe that's it question was that the folks down there at Hook and Ladder 8 could tell you better than I could, because I know yeah. more about the L.A. firehouse, oddly enough, than I do about that one. Um. So um, that's just also weird. I became like a historian of the L.A. firehouse in my own brain when I moved out here and like realized that. Like, to me, I look at that as the Mecca because I'm like, I can't get in there. It's like a it's like a crumbling (laughs) fucking pyramid in Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If only I could get into the tombs and see what was buried with the Pharaoh. Yeah. (laughs) But. (laughs) But I I mean, I still want to get in there, but I also I'm like terrified to go in there and find out, you know, that I think there's that thing of you go to a space that you really revere and then it's like kind of been. No, yeah. Mm, all, the, all the patina comes off of it that you, yeah. that, you know, that like, <laughs> kind of like piss and undermines your nostalgia, maybe. <laughs> yeah. um, it's kind of how I felt like, I, I, as much as like, I know this is not to talk trash, but um, you know, people talk about training at the Second City and stuff like that and wanting mm-hmm. to do that. And I took a class at Second City in Hollywood. But oh, I did the UCB in New York. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I look, this is fine. This is not like if you do Second City, you do UCB, you do like, that's great. Like, like comedy is yeah. great, comedy training is great. But for me, that meant I was taking a class on Sunday mornings and I had to drive there like 70 miles from like my house. Cause I don't live in LA and I was driving into second city, which is just and around. It is nothing but bars and clubs. So I was like finding a place to park and then like literally walking like past, past out people on the street, like the smell of urine from people pissing yeah. in alleyways. Right. It was like, Wow, this is what comedy is about at Second City, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the school of comedy that Harold Ramis came up in. Yeah. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, Second City seems kind of weird. My, my teacher didn't show up today. Instead, some guy who's really stoned and doesn't know what the homework was is here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, know, is some
1: some weird. My, my UCB teacher was uh this guy John Daly and he wound up playing Bill Murray in that Doug Kenny yeah yeah uh yeah. biopic yep yeah very weird weird Ghostbusters connection. wasn't he also
0: on like at midnight the, t- the TV show a whole bunch of times.
1: Yeah, I think of, so. Yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 He's like one of the commentators. Yeah, he's been around. Yes, yeah, he's been around. He's been around. Strangely, I have a seen it
0: a lot of At Midnight when it was on, but I also saw a lot of it live because you could get free tickets to go to the tapings. And oh, they that's do, cool. They would do two tapings on Wednesdays, so my nice. partner and I would get tickets for like the early show at one, and then the later show at seven, and then we would go and like get dinner between the two things and go back. Yeah. And so we basically get two like free comedy shows, but they were television shows we get to see all the cut content for the 22 minute episode that they would film in an hour of stuff, and we would do bits with each other about the fact that the warm up comedian was doing the same set every time. Oh, so every just, time. Like, <laughs> so every it was time. like because he looks at them as a fresh audience every time. Yeah. <laughs> so we would sit there and do the warm up act like <laughs> to, to each other beforehand. So that's fu- yeah.
1: that's fucking funny. <laughs> that's like that's like that's like the whole joke. I ever watched Larry Sanders. Yeah, like Hank, do you do
0: this every episode? It's
1: it's the same bit, it's perfect, it's great. That's exactly how it is.
0: I can't remember his name, but his bit began with many, many moons ago man invented stone, then he invented tablets, then he invented writing, and he invented books, magazines, and now today, television. And It was just like this was his, like. <laughs> so we would just—it's huh. still a running bit in our house to walk into a kitchen and just go. Many moons ago, <laughs> just like, we needed toilet paper. Additionally, we need garbage bags, and then we need cheese for the refrigerator. <laughs> like, <but just laughs> oh, anyway, this is not specifically Ghostbuster stuff, everybody. But I think you get it when extraplasm meets pizza plasm. All kinds of chaos can happen because, yeah. um, after <laughs> all, I make time? a lot of pe. Pi- I make a lot of pizza. You're into ectoplasm. I eat Just, a lot of you pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you got peanut butter and my chocolate. I got chocolate and your peanut butter. It's-
1: <laughs> yeah, there's no start and no ending. No, no beginning. Yeah,
0: this, this is, is the it. yin and the yang. This is what's happened here. But it's all Empire State yin and yang. Um, I don't, now I'm like, what is that? It's like locks and bagels. That's yeah right (laughs) it's the empire state yin and yang fish and bread
1: (laughs) who who would have thought that would taste so good together
0: um we are going to talk about your real ghostbusters art which r-e-e-l ghostbusters art in a minute but i do have one other question i have to ask you just because i I think the answer to this is going to be interesting to me if to nobody else are you a feast of the seven fishes kind of guy no because i'm married
1: to an irish polish woman she's not gotcha. like that but like i i had an ex who was that and her her mother and like every she would like stay up till like midnight on christmas to like make like Zeppelin's and sausages and stuff like that at midnight like all right like, like that type of stuff but now like no, my 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 wife's not like that, and like my my father's side, he was like that. Nah, that's the Sorentino the real like Italian side, and uh, yeah, they sadly they're they're all done, they're all gone. I'm like the last, I'm the last I, around. I
0: understand this, and I have to say that that's kind of funny because I am definitely the product of an Irish Italian union. Um, I so am people, too. I am too. My, know, mother was yeah. um, my mother is actually
1: Irish. My mother.
0: Yeah, people say, hey, so see, now people can just defraud you because you just gave out your mother's maiden name on a podcast that's your credit cards. Oh, they all belong to. Right. I'll just bleep that if you want. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, right? Thank <laughs> you. Because I'm like, you know, like half the the entire listenership of the deep listenership of Ghostbusters credit card fraudsters that listen to this podcast. Yeah. They hey, have a, their own Reddit, and it's called like <laughs> defraud or bust. I don't know. <laughs> if you want my debt? Go ahead and take it, pal. <laughs> you can put it on a
1: bus, like the freaking Joker at the end of that At the beginning of that movie, throw it all in there and take it away. Go take it, rob. No, it all.
0: your debt is like the balloons, and so it's just like they take it, and then you stand there and scream, "Those are my balloons!" He stole my <laughs> balloons. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. but go yeah for it. i i that's i see that also makes sense in terms of just sort of like the that what i'm getting at of earlier was like sort of the way that your mannerisms like your way of like talking about things and looking at things is similar because it's the irish italian thing too which is a very i think a unique thing it gives you this sort of like the the big sort of gregarious um personalities of irish and italian but it also yeah. gives you it sometimes the very, very short of patience
1: yeah, yeah,
0: of, of yeah, being Irish very, and Italian.
1: Yeah. Quick, quick, hot tempered.
0: Quick jump quick right and, to it. And boisterous and a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you my mom's maiden name off air. Um, All right. Cause yeah, my my mom's has way more way more syllables. But again, I, I don't know. It probably just <laughs> Yeah. I, I said I, this to, I said this to I, you I earlier really that, that that my my uh, my last name means married man in Italian and is probably a clerical error of all things. So That's if my so mom's my mom's like last name probably means like I don't know pajama pants in Gaelic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How funny would it be if it was married woman?
0: It would in, be, in be kind of funny. It would be kind of If my parents fuck. met yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were like, they were destined to meet each other. Yeah, he was man. married man was the translation of his last name. And hers was married woman. And they met together. And they Ooh, became Nick Paisan. That was their new <laughs> name. Nick Pison. <laughs> <laughs> i'll order that off the dollar menu that's yeah that should be the thing they call the pizza at mcdonald's and they whenever they do those terrible pizza experiments at mcdonald's and like we're gonna do mc no mick on. that's you know yeah it's like trader joe's they have trader ming trader jose trader bobby i don't know i got a bunch of different traders it's just whatever ethnic <laughs> Tra- thing they're Trader doing this Giuseppe. week. <laughs> they do. They have, there's one of those. I can't, I don't think, I don't know if it's Trader Giuseppe, but it's Trader I, something. How could like, it not be? It's oh, it's, no, it's Trader, it's Trader Giotto. It's Trader. Oh, Giotto. You Trader know what's crazy? I've never,
1: I've never been in a Trader Joe's. How fucked up is that? I've never been in a Trader Joe's.
0: They're harder yeah. to find where you are. Are there well, even there, any on Staten Island?
1: There's one. There's actually one on Staten Island and a very good friend of mine worked there. And then like, he quit and said like. They treated me terribly. I'll never go. I hate this. Wow. Place. I hate this place. So I was like, all right, man, I'll never go in this place. Solidarity. And then like a year later, I'm at a party at his house and like, I'm like, Daw, this these brownies are great. Where'd you get these? He's like, oh, man, Trader
0: Joe's. It's killer. They got some. Like, come on,
2: man. <laughs> <laughs> I never went there because of you. This
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. Like, I've been holding it down at Food Emporium, dude. Yeah, like, (laughs) (laughs) I've been eating out of that dumpster the whole time. Hey, listen, my store made a change just for me. (laughs) Food and food and For some of you, you may be having, like, (laughs) listeners of the podcast who are in the tri state area, you are currently having PTSD flashbacks to sitting in rush hour traffic while listening to 1010 Winds, uh, waiting for the uh, traffic on the ones, uh, because... (laughs) Someone knows my kind of quality. <laughs> hey, listen to the mic in the man. My store Dog. made a change just for me. <laughs> my store wants the very best for me. My store thought to give me the very best of service, the very best variety just for me. It's like the most just like for me. spoiled kid. <laughs> Like jingle for fast for, for a supermarket ever. Just for me. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It really, it really is. That's fucked up. <laughs> like <laughs> I said this was gonna happen. I said you and I will end up talking about New York shit as opposed to Ghostbuster stuff because I will free associate in this way. So let's re- let's rein it in so I stop right, doing this. Right. So, to the listenership down. who are like, Why what are you doing? Get <laughs> stop. Stop singing. <laughs> What's this? Stop. You know, but here I could do it differently. I could just be like, OK, Californians, keys, 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 keys on Van Nuys. And now I've messed you up, too. I'm just going to oh, turn into the jingle oh, cast. I'll just turn into a whole the bunch jingle of jingle cast. Yeah. You know, Toyota <laughs> of Orange. Like, just, I don't know. Like just- <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what we do. On on my podcast, we, we have people... Uh, we tell people to call in and tell us to make a jingle for them. And we run a fake jingle company called Jingles All The Way.
2: <laughs> and we'll just... <laughs>
1: You tell us like, give me a jingle about my dog. We have a regular caller who does movie reviews named Little Eddie, and every time he calls, we make up a new review, uh, a, a new jingle on the spot. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, I, oh, lo- I love I'm, it. A, I'm a, I'm a jingle freak.
0: I'm that's a jingle freak. Po- your podcast, your podcast is called the Super Live Adventure Podcast, yes, sir. Right? Yeah. yeah, so um, which I believe your pod, your Instagram for that was S L A podcast. Which yeah, slap podcast, slap podcast. Yep. which, yes, very ca- another pizza plasm slap podcast. You whip these out. They're it's they're, well um, that just came
1: out on its own. Like we didn't even plan that. It used to we called it Super Live Adventure because there used to be this George Lucas stage show in Japan called George Lucas's Super Live Adventure, and it would be like <laughs> this <laughs> Japanese cast doing scenes from like. Willow and American graffiti and Star Wars and the, like Indiana Jones and Tucker, A Man in His Dream, like all these <laughs> weird. It, it, it was just really ridiculous. And it somehow oh, and we would do we would do the show only live at a bar. The bar, it was a bar owned by Sal Volcano from Impractical Jokers before yeah. Impractical Jokers, and we would do the show live from there. And that's why we called it that. Now it's no longer live, no longer recorded at Salvo Cano's Bar. We, you know, <laughs> we, this is our 10th year. You know what I mean? We're celebrating yeah. our 10th year. So, uh, you know, how do you ditch the name? You, It's so, it's so no, agree. engraved at this point.
0: No, Cemented I think that's in. great. I think like, that's, I think it's great. I'm like that, Um, you know, I, that I listened to, I listened to a few episodes of your podcast to check it out. And I was like. This is so Thank fun. Cause it's just like, essentially you all just kind of freewheeling through whatever topics are coming up about yeah. pop culture whatever, but it's like, Hey, let's just, what would happen if this character and this character got together and it's like you and your your uh, partner's name on the, that is John, right? John's. Yes. John's. John yeah.
1: He's a, he's a head writer from practical jokers and he's on the show sometimes too. You'll see the guy, he's like a supermarket manager or a test focus subject guy, stuff like that. Um, but him and I have been doing comedy together for like 25 years. We've been best friends for 25 years. And uh, we, we sketch stand up to, to, to podcasts, to, you know, just live comedic performance, everything we've been doing together for a long time. So it's basically just two guys who know each other, who are nerding out, but also trying to make each other laugh yeah. as hard as possible. And like that's the evident. The show's comedy.
0: Like, I mean, But I love listening yeah. to your podcast because it was... um. Like I like the sort of yes and philosophy that kind of is very evident. Exactly. And, yeah, it's very you know,
1: improv y. Yeah. Yeah, we've done improv together. Yeah, so it's it's when you know somebody like inside and out. Ew, that sounded kind of gross saying it. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's like a biology class. That's what yeah, you meant. You're yeah. like, I've dissected this person slowly yeah. with a knife. No, um, <laughs> I wear
1: his skin at night. He's not just my co host. He's my
0: costume. <laughs>
1: dude that would be a great podcast like a guy with split personalities just doing a show
0: like a complete (laughs) like mental breakdown live be wild (laughs) just do it as as a character uh, study and just yeah (laughs) whip through a bunch of them like whoa (laughs) but yeah i i found your podcast fun to listen to because it was definitely i list like listen to the dynamic of the two of you in that sort of like sense that one of you gets going on a a, concept and you just run it until it's like okay cool now we're gonna move on to the next one and yeah yeah so if you're into that kind of discussion you should definitely check that out folks because if the first 30 minutes of this podcast were were something where you went this is fun like that's kind of yeah that's kind of yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Now I, I feel know. like we just passed out some free samples, like of, we're at the mall and we got some bourbon chicken and we're like, here, you take this. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't want this. I'm fine. Thank you. I had enough. Thank you. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so real Ghostbusters, um, which R E E L Ghostbusters is your art project. Um, yes, sir. That you've been working for a while. Um, how many different drawings how many like oh so first thing i'll ask you what's the medium you work in is it all is it digital uh, or are you
1: it, yeah it's it's all digital um i
0: i you know what i started with
1: a list of probably like f- maybe 30 to 40 scenes that i wanted to do and then it just kind of expanded and i think it's up to like 50 to 60 where i have it gotcha plotted out i have it plotted out almost as if um Like have it laid out in book form, where it's almost like a picture book. Remember, like the old Empire Strikes Back picture book or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just scenes. There's not going to be any text. Actually, you know, I'll kind of get get you know peel back the uh, the uh, the the wall a little, the fourth wall. I'm going to put it all out as a book once it's done, and it's not even under my name or anything like that. I want to pass it off as if. This, like, studio in Italy was doing this project, doing the Ghostbusters movie as the cartoon, and they went bankrupt in the middle, and somebody went back (laughs) to check out the space, and all they found were these, like frames that weren't like destroyed. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a yeah. lot of the film was destroyed and all they could pull is like certain frames and try to clean them up the best they can. And that's how I'm presenting it. Like, like a total
0: weird narrative behind it. Okay. So you just scratched an itch me because I was going to ask you this question. You just kind of hit on it. Um uh-huh. I was looking at your art and the thing that is like lots of people draw the characters from the real ghostbusters, right? Like that's, yeah, do that. It's, it's it's I love it's this. common, right? Like it's everybody it does it I'm like everyone does it. I do it. I do it while I'm eating French fries. Yeah, wake up in um, the morning and draw a Venkman. All right. <laughs> right. Like a I've cool got a name by two. But <laughs> I I think about this, that uh, you're like the style and you've kind of just filled this piece, puzzle piece in for me that when I look at the art you're doing, it has like what I always call like a patina to it, like some sort mm. of like it looks worn and it yes, looks yeah. like um like the backgrounds look like sort of the watercolor that would have existed in the original um the cartoon but yeah, it looks like it's kind of been my angle. put through yeah. the ringer a little bit like and it's had yeah. a little bit of weathering to it and so that concept of like hey these are still frames that that's, were found in a drawer like 20 years yeah. later that that's, totally comes through in that that
1: Clicks. Yeah, that's, I don't that's, have a bell.
0: Going I need a bell. Ooh, I want a
1: bell. You gotta have a bell. We we have it on our show every time we we pop open a new drink, we hit the bell. But then it became like accent to jokes or like when you get a point. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's exactly like the look I'm going for. Is like if this thing was made in 1987, and all that exists are like these basically like these screen grabs. So it has like that fuzz from an eight, like from an eighties cartoon off of a tube television. (laughs) It's like if the
0: cartoon version of Canon films was making this movie. Yes. And like ran out of money (laughs) and like Ilya Sulkine, the cartoon version of Ilya Sulkine was like, we don't have any more money. We can't do it. Yeah. (laughs) It's over. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You found like the, the, the the coveted masses of the universe sequel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah. be back. No, no, you won't.
0: Hey, do you actually know something <laughs> about done. that for a second? What's weird? Do you know that, that? what what movie actually was the sequel to that and became something else? Oh, was it uh, the Universal Soldier or something like no, that? No, it's Cyborg. Yeah, Cyborg, yeah. So yes. The, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Jean-Claude
0: Van Damme vehicle Cyborg originally was conceptualized as Masters of the Universe 2 and went through a rewrite. Um, That's to become. Wild cyborg but anyway this is Makes again sense we're doing me. it we're driving right off the trail um, like,
1: I so off road but yeah, yeah i i i, I kind of um th- that's what i think separates me from other artists doing you know real ghostbusters and stuff or even ghostbusters in general is i'm not out there to say like oh i'm drawing real ghostbusters it's like oh i'm drawing something specifically that looks like this cartoon it's not in my right. style if you look at my other art styles it's, I, I have adapted, I've chameleoned myself to like, a, like completely lift. I'll acknowledge like completely, this is not my style. I am lifting right. it completely from the, you know, great men and women that worked at Deek or whatever, <laughs> whatever <laughs> studios they were doing these things across, you know, Korea or wherever. And fucking I, 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 I the best thing I hear is when people say to me, oh my God, I thought this was real. Or or they go, what episode is this? Like right. people are always going to comment. It's like, what episode is this? And I'm like, "Bing, oh, That's like, that's
0: my bing bong. That's my, yeah. that's my, like, that's, that's my the aesthetic. Right what, like the aesthetic comes through on it. It's sort of yeah. like, you know, and I don't know how that's achieved. Like if it's like you've got a set of filters you're doing or whatever, you don't have to tell us the special sauce. It's okay. Oh, that's okay. You know, yeah, I've
1: I've, I've yeah. adapted a couple. of I've made a couple of filters, as well as um, I do a couple of little tweaks here and there. There is a, there is a, there is a a secret ingredient in it amongst the you know the the special herbs and spices. Uh, But I'll tell you this much, the filters is crazy. It's fun making a weird filter for something like that because you're using, like, everyday objects. I'm, like, taking photographs of just, like – canvas and scratched up (laughs) walls and stuff like that and just applying it over it and just seeing what works so it's always i feel like ben burt like coming up with like the lightsaber sounds and stuff like that he's like (laughs) slapping wires with like little hammers and like just messing with everything that's that's how i am with art i'm a very uh you know explorative you know experimental type of guy i enjoy that
0: well even um i even think about you know ghostbusters like the ecto one, right, is like that's not a siren that you pulled off a shelf anywhere. That's the sound of a leopard run through some modulation, right? That's yep. Just, so, which I I've said this, people may hear this redundantly, but my cat has actually managed to figure that sound out and knows that it's oh the sound that will most likely get my attention. Of oh meow, my meow. god,
1: I <laughs> would ride just, around. My cat did die. Ride around with my cat on my roof. I'd be holding it on
0: (laughs) everywhere I drove just just driving around. She's she is an eight pound, uh, tiny little part Siamese, uh, asthmatic mess. Hmm. Um, we love her very much, but she definitely has, she has us hacked. She has, she has us completely. We probably have toxoplasmosis and, we're completely yeah. screwed, but...
1: It's just um, another plasm to add to the
0: list. Yeah, well, that's what it is. Says so like, it's fine. Yeah. You said plasm? There was plasmosis? I'm it into it. It works. It works. I, uh, Does it come in a Kenner jar? Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I, uh, I'm i a big cat guy. I'm a big animal guy. Um, I, I miss having dogs. My like, I have three cats. They took over my house, so I can't bring a dog in here. Yeah, I grew but, up in uh, a house have, with a
0: bunch of cats. I hear that. Oh,
1: uh, so. I always had both, but these cats, I have a very territorial, uh, territorial. I, I also have an axolotl, which is pretty cool.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, my parents, my mom, somehow I found kittens under the shed when I was 12 mm-hmm. and they were like, needed to be bottle fed and fostered because the mom had run off.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that I've was our first.
0: Then my mom became a humane society, like rescue person who would take oh, in wow. foster kittens. And so that meant that inevitably every time you'd foster kittens somehow, you'd end up with one yeah. especially, and often the one that Hard was the most up. screwed up who is like hey this needs medical care or whatever <laughs> underdog so, man always wins <laughs> my mom at peak i believe had 12 cats i was not living in her house at that point i was wow, in college that's but yeah that's that's a here's the kicker here's the kicker she also had a dog the dog's really? name was kitty get the fuck out of here. <laughs> i'm serious like, why was she like a big x-men fan why would she know it was just like she thought it, my mom thought it was funny to have a house full of cats and a dog named kitty oh she so did it on purpose, she, did it on purpose. <laughs> she was like i'm gonna name the dog kitty but that meant that if somebody came by the house who didn't know the cat's names they'd be like you're kitty kitty and the dog would come running up dog like what do you it. want <laughs> <laughs> There you go yeah. folks. You're like why is he the way he is? Cuz I grew up in a crazy cat house and the dumbest yeah. kitty. Um yeah, no, I but you have this animal thing going on because the other thing that I caught my eye cuz obviously oh, like, yeah. I see your artwork. I see like your your baby belushi stuff that you posted before and stuff and we talked about like some old stuff that I didn't even know was yours. Um like back in the day before you became the pizza plasma moniker. But <laughs> There's when you are a person who makes pizza on the regular and you're flipping through Instagram and you suddenly see (laughs) three raccoons and a hand just offering the pepperoni. (laughs) And then the following, I brought some pepperoni for you and your friend named Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I sing to them. This is a a, like literal scroll stopper, right? Like I am in the middle (laughs) of scrolling through Instagram and I'm like why is this in my feed a B <laughs> this is awesome and C, who is th- and so tell me about you and your raccoons because you have your pizza plasma account you have been sharing this the story of your adventures with your raccoon neighbors yeah for a while
1: yeah uh shit maybe like a year ago maybe it was more like the fall uh these raccoons started showing up in my backyard there's four of them And I just, I don't know. I I fell in love with these things. So I started hanging with them and feeding them. And then like over time, you know, there's not four anymore. It's maybe it's two raccoons, one raccoon. Then all of a sudden they're not there, but there's a new set of raccoons. (laughs) I I don't know what's going on. Like they're all telling each other the secret. They're telling each other my mom's maiden name to get it. (laughs) They all know the secret code. and they're all coming so I'm like alright guys so I have different nights they, they, different ones come they come in different shifts my wife will get up like 5 in the morning she gets up early and she'll go outside smoke a cigarette and like she'll get accosted by raccoons that think she's me and she's like I'm, I'm not that guy <laughs> like, like they'll stand on their hind legs and like run up to her like Arr! so and,
0: you got like, rocket raccoons them. just coming at you basically yeah. at this point
1: yeah, yeah I got rocket I got Rigby like Wiener Dick's one of their names. Like, I'm not kidding. I don't know why. I just oh, because I was trying to feed them hot dogs and my friends are <laughs> taunting me. Um but yeah, so I formed this wild relationship with these raccoons and started filming these silly little reels. And let me tell you, man, I've done a lot of comedy in my life. I've done a lot of artwork, I've done a lot of cool things, I've been on television, everything. Uh, nothing gets more likes than a bunch of raccoon videos and shot in your <laughs> dumb backyard. People go bananas for them.
0: How big is a Staten Island backyard? Uh,
1: it, you know that that scene in Easy Money with her old, <laughs> her yeah. old back to the backyard jumping. It's yeah, an, <laughs> now mine's not too bad. It's 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 not too bad, but a Staten Island backyard is usually like you know sixteen by eight.
0: Well, I was because the reason I say this is like I, I'm not saying it to be like, hey, is it smaller? I, was, I live where I live in California. I jokingly say that like, hey, we all have houses and we're all on 0.14 acre lots. Yeehaw, yeah, 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 we are a quarter of an acre. I can literally <laughs> yell at my neighbor through the window. You know, so it's just that <laughs> I have a yard. Ooh. Um, yeah. But um, I asked this question because what I think I was thinking about the raccoons and I was thinking about Staten Island and like Staten Island is weird because like. It's like the untamed wilds of New York, of like yeah, it's NYC, the forgotten right? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the Australia of of New York City. <laughs> it, it really is. Our
1: toilet water goes backwards, and everything. It's wild yeah. out here. Like no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. It, they call it the Forgotten Borough, Staten Island. I mean, if you don't if you don't live anywhere in the tri state area, you're not going to know what this is. But it's basically Jersey and Brooklyn had a kid. That's a yeah. Staten Island kind. Of I
0: is. used to think about Staten Island when I was a, when I was a kid as that strip of land between the Verrazano Narrows Bridge and the Outer Bridge Crossing mm. on the way to yeah. on the way to Six Flags. Yeah, the stupid <laughs>
1: part you had to drive through, like
0: you know, you, you ever hear about the uh, George R. R. Martin thing where
1: he lived? He lived in Bayonne, right across the bay from from Staten Island. So you, you cross the Bayonne Bridge, you're in Bayonne, yeah, New yeah. Jersey. And he lived there and he would see Staten Island and he would dream it's this other place. And that's like kind of where he came up with Westeros and everything.
0: That's hilarious. Yeah, and it's very uh, odd. But to me, like when I see the raccoon, like you don't, are there raccoons in Brooklyn? Yes, of course there's raccoons yeah. in Brooklyn. There's, ra- there's raccoons all over New York. There are trash pandas and there's trash and there's, they can go yeah. get it. I think about Staten Island as a place that's like got still more trees and things than other sections oh, of New York that, you know. Are definitely. Kind of more definitely. Wild, it's so.
1: yeah, it's it's a, it's a greener borough. Uh there's a weird direct connection between Brooklyn and raccoons and ghostbusters where most people if you you know you're, you hang out around Park Slope or anything, uh, Prospect Park, one of those blocks up on I think it's on the the west side, there's always this car park there that's almost it's not a 59 Cadillac, but like it's some kind of older station wagon. It's white and it has the Ghostbuster logo, but with a raccoon. And it's so always parked <laughs> there. And he's like, some weird exterminator raccoon man. I don't know what this guy does in his spare time. <laughs> he plays jug with the country bears. I don't know what he does, but it's a weird Ghostbuster
0: raccoon,
1: Brooklyn. Thing right, somebody has to go of.
0: deep dive this. Somebody who listens to the podcast has to figure out what is the Ghostbuster Raccoon guy in Brooklyn like? What's his story? Because yes, know. yeah, that's um, and I'm not looking it up right now. <laughs> no, somebody, yeah,
1: somebody, get at us.
0: But I was, I don't know, I was just, I think it's fascinating that you have this sort of ongoing dynamic with a series of like local <laughs> raccoons. But like, I would be terrified. I'll be honest. I'd be like, I'm going oh, to get good. eaten. But you know, no, but I, good boys. <laughs> because here, when I encounter raccoons, it's generally because they're raiding the fruit trees. That's like there's there's so much free food that just grows out of the ground that that's where I find raccoons most is just like hanging off of avocado trees in the middle of the night, ripping stuff oh. down, you know. Well, you got healthy but,
1: raccoons out there. Mine that's like the
0: thing. They're all doing like, you know, pizza. Right, that's you've well. They're New Yorkers. They're they're yeah, definitely exactly. they're Italian New Yorker raccoons. <laughs> that's the deal. But out here, they're like, I gotta have my avocado toast. I've been doing kombucha. Like, yeah, nah, these, guys,
1: these guys are complete gavons. Let me tell you, they talk with their <laughs> hands and everything.
0: Like, hey, oh, open <laughs>
1: up in there. What do you got for me? You got Start some up on fucking two legs.
0: <laughs> I also have to say, in one of these videos, you said one of my favorite things uh like as a as a word that is not a real word but is totally a real word to, to people who understand it you said i've got some pepperones pepperones like this is allowed <laughs> this is this is totally the you're allowed to just <laughs> drop the random vowels from words because you're a new york italian person you're like so yeah what are you eating i'm having some mozzarella on some mortadelle and yes, yeah. drop yeah. every <laughs> I, this is not my joke. I have to give credit where it's due. A guy I went to college with used to he used to do prank phone calls, and he, we would get drunk and like drink laser forty ounces, which were oh, wow. laser. Laser was a brand of forty made by Pabst so Blue wow. Ribbon, and um, its slogan was "Beam oh. me up." For some strange reason. <laughs> get the- and the font for laser <laughs> was the Pac-Man font. So it was no called L- This is like it's the best. And, and it was somebody made by like PBR? It, it was, nope. we didn't realize it, but there was the same company that made PBR, made laser. Laser malt liquor. So we would drink laser malt liquors in college, and then he would make prank phone calls with different accents. And he would call up, he'd call up this place in North Carolina, this hotel, and he would pretend his name was Yuri Kaspirovich. I am coming to your America this April. Uh, this fourth of your April, and I'm going to need needing car to drive to Raleigh, and he would just do these ridiculous voices, like. But one of my favorites was that he would call up Delis and he would rattle off a bunch of sandwich orders as fast as he could, and then he would say, "I want to get a little capicole with a little Coca Cola," and I always thought it was just Coca Cola. If we had the Italian version of Coca Cola, it would be called Coca Cola. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's great coca-cola yeah that's great yeah so that's there you go pizzerone i like that yeah
0: so i but you i as soon as i heard you say pe- pepperones i was pepperons. just i started dying i was laughing i was just like this is coca-cola that's yeah is it? it's the same I say, thing
1: pe- Pepperone. i say pizzerone pizzeroni uh yeah
0: i don't know it's just it's it's just fitting for a Sun Island raccoon to eat. So here's now, here's my question. When, when is the, when's the raccoon art series begin? Cause like you've got, oh, now you've got, a, you've got yeah. this real Ghostbusters art series that everybody, I should say this, because we would like very quickly transitioned because we're free associating and being wild. But like, if you've not seen Chris's artwork for the real Ghostbusters series, like you need to go to his Instagram account at R E E L Ghostbusters and go look at what he's been doing because like, it's awesome. It's really Thanks. cool. Like, it's thank a really you. cool uh, you know, sort of way of looking at the Ghostbusters movie redone as the animated characters and in some cases the opposite way around. Like that there's been a few of those pieces that were older that sort of were the opposite like kind of blended the universe in opposite directions, I think. But um but now I lost my train of thought because I said let's go back and be on track.
1: Oh, you you asked me if I'm gonna if I'm
0: gonna do any raccoon artwork. Yes, thank you. Yeah.
1: Um probably well, I've started inc- incorporating the raccoons into the artwork from my podcast. Weirdly enough in my podcast, I do artwork for every single episode which you is do
0: i noticed this and it's nuts yeah. like it's a, but it's also really funny like you have Thanks. different artwork for every single episode you put out every 2 weeks which is like good on you that's amazing Thanks. so yeah i do
1: it just to keep my chops up you know what i mean just keep my pencil sharp pretty much but um i started incorporating the raccoons because the raccoons kind of became a part of our show cuz whenever we record here it's at night, and you know what I mean. Like the raccoons are coming out here, and they're popping up, and I'm <laughs> it's feeding it's them like in a the treating.
0: middle of the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like you give us pepperoni, or we're going to take a dump on the roof. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like an egg and toilet paper in my
1: house. Goddamn these raccoons!
0: <laughs> That's the deal. If you stop now, man. if you stop now, they're gonna be out there with their little opposable hands, just clinking bottles like <laughs> pizza plasma. Come out to play! <laughs> oh shit! You're like they came from Coney Island. I don't know what to do.
1: <laughs> Bad situation. I got a home alone in my house. Find yeah, a bunch of raccoons. Yeah. <laughs> Set up the paint cans, John. <laughs> but yes, every time John's over, because when we record uh, at his place, he's out in Scotch Plains, New Jersey. He's fine. There. There's no, no one bothering him. He's, he's, he's in La La Land. You know what I mean? Like it's Jersey. Right. You know, but you come out to Staten Island, you, you might have to, you know, knife a possum to get to my house.
0: <laughs> you know what I and, mean? Like little, and spend $23 rough. in tolls. Yeah, oh boy! <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, but I also think that's part of like why you have so many raccoons and things is like that's a they section of the city that the what, yeah, they can't get off the island. They, <laughs> they, can't, they can't afford like, <laughs> They can't cross the bridge. They hey, can't afford I tried, it. You know. <laughs> I mean, to be real though, right they can't. Now. They'd have to swim really far uh, to yeah. like the population of raccoons on Staten Island. I imagine has to be. Pretty uh, closed off from the rest of the city's raccoons. But crazy enough, we started getting a bunch of deer and became a big
1: thing out here because nothing else takes out deer, but they swim. And when the tide is low across Perth, Amboy, New Jersey- you can you can walk actually, right. so it's not much for a deer to swim. Like most deer are probably actually walking. That it's super. It's weird to me that deer would even pop up in Perth Amboy, New Jersey. That's like that's industrial. Like right. that's like that like level, the Sonic the hedgehog where it's like oh, oh yeah, fuck. industrial yeah. zone. Like that looks like that part of New Jersey. So I don't know what kind of deer are making their way down there, but they're getting to Staten Island, and there's no, there's nothing there's on Staten view. Island. What's that? Bridge and tunnel deer. Yeah, bridge and tunnel deer. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. But there's no like apex predator for a deer. They're just going to keep multiplying. Like <laughs> BMWs. That's the only. Pre- <laughs> forklifts. Yeah. Aaron <laughs> shipping containers. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the only thing taking them out is just people that at this point, like running into them. So, yeah, we actually had a weird, very weird. Deer problem on Staten Island. Yeah. Kicks everywhere. It was wild.
0: And that's what I think is weird about like Staten Island is such a different place because it's like, you also don't have like, like you have the ferry, right? But it's yeah. like, you don't have trains, right? Like that really go to Staten Island, right? I'm not crazy, well, am I?
1: Trains that just go on Staten Island from like yeah. one end to the other, to the right. ferry, to the right. other end. They don't but no, they don't connect
0: to the city in any way. So they it's don't. Just like,
1: it's, it's insane. <laughs> the only thing there's four bridges on Staten Island and the ferry is always free it's the only free method because right. it has to be one freeway off of Staten Island yep and they make it the hardest way to do yes it. you can't, you so can't instead bring your it's car like car on it nothing like that Used 19
0: dollars to, to. to cross the Verrazano narrows bridge but get yourself an easy pass yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah. I, I have not it's like these are my old school New York like uh worries like do I have enough money to get to that job site <laughs> In Brooklyn? Because on the east of... Oh, man. All right. Cool. I guess so. I got to make sure I uh, save the receipts from this so I can get reimbursed for my $75 in tolls from driving around today. Yeah. sit on
1: the Belt Parkway for two hours.
0: Great. <laughs> yeah. That's never fun. Cross Bronx is not great either. But, Oof. you know, um, we've had a, you know, a pretty rousing conversation about being New Yorkers, but we should yeah. probably also talk about you know some creative things and connections that you have to folks from the great garden state um uh, because part of what you've done as a as a professional artist and uh is i believe you've been a production artist from practical jokers as you were talking about earlier what's that like it's yeah like- uh it's pretty cool i've
1: been uh working on the show for like five seasons uh, yeah the past five seasons uh i think that translates to seven years something like that wow <laughs> excuse me because uh pandemic and stuff like that was times when we weren't shooting uh but yeah it's really good it's really honestly it's it's a it's a been a good boost for my career as an artist like a lot of people commission me to just do stuff and like you know like, just because they're fans of that show which is great i'll tell you know what i mean that's that's how i make my money i'll take it on but uh yeah it's i mean i made a lot of connections so through it i actually wound up um being featured on an episode There's a there's a, a punishment that they shot at Coney Island where the, where Sal I believe it was episode um, uh, season nine I forgot what episode. Um, I should have had notes right. <laughs> Normal people would do stuff no. like that.
0: Th- no, uh, there's, there's that's not how this podcast works. Instead, you to forget what you're talking about and then try and repeat it back. Yeah, to work. that's how it works. <laughs> it's- so
1: if you if you you know what, if you just go to YouTube and you just look up impractical jokers, you're in trouble. Uh, there, was a pun- there was a punishment where Sal Volcano uh, had gotten stung by a jellyfish, and he had to get somebody uh, uh, a random mark to pee on him. And <laughs> because of just my connections with the show and working on the show, and I told my best friends are writers, so they all know me anyway. I knew Sal before the show. Uh, they were like, let's get Chris to uh, pee if... <laughs> We can't find a mark. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll come out to Coney Island and, and hang out. So I'm sitting there and I didn't realize like I was going to be like on set and uh, like everything available to me, like all the food. Like we were actually, we took over the the top of like a restaurant, like the gotcha. rooftop. So they were like, "Whatever you want to eat, whatever you want to drink." I was like, "All right." So I'm like, double fisting Heinekens. I'm like eleven beers in. I'm drunk, and I am holding this in. Like, like I'm sweating at this point because I'm like, oh god! I finally tell Joe Gatto's when Joe Gatto's still on the show. I'm like, Joey, I gotta pee, I gotta go. It's gonna, it's gonna explode. So they send me out there, and I'm dressed. I have a barbershop quartet. But well, I got, well, I have three guys behind me. I'm part of it. I'm dressed like a barbershop quartet <laughs> guy. And we come out singing. And I go up to Sal and he puts a towel around me <laughs> and I piss all over his foot. Like that was fun. So like it was funny because like I was uh it was my wedding anniversary when it aired. And I was away <laughs> with my wife. We were in the Polynesian resort in Walt Disney World. And this is the only time like it's it's dropping. The only time I can watch is like sitting in a bed on my phone with my wife. And she's like, this is terrible. This is horrible. (laughs) I'm married to you. I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) But yeah, so I am on the show. So anybody listening, if you're a practical Joker fan and you see that guy uh, come up to Sal and take a big whiz on his leg to me. And people always question if it was real. And I really did. Oh, and that clip actually made it on the Misery Index. If you remember that show, they actually used it. I, I didn't get paid for it again. That's funny. But um, yeah, it's weird. You know what? I'm actually going to be showing a bunch of Impractical Jokers art that I've done for the show that didn't make it to air. Uh, as part of this, this show, the Staff Infection Show, where it's like a lot of staff from the Impractical Jokers, like the writers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like we put on a whole show and part of my uh bit i'm going to be up there showing some of this uh me and, and I'm have my partner john zaluga with me we're going to be going through it uh so yeah it's going to be cool that's uh it's souljoels.com uh in Pottstown, pa go to souljoels.com for tickets that's uh march 31st
0: that's awesome um i actually nice. was going to ask you about that and now you you did it you got the plug in before i had to ask you about it so congratulations nice. you're a professional podcaster and, uh, a, a mensch. You're, you're awesome. Um, thank you. I <laughs> but, <try. laughs> uh, I think I, I, I think that's great because I think that the, uh, thing I didn't realize about your work on impractical jokers was how much of it is the stuff that I've seen. Like I've like your, um, your design for the lady killers exterminators. Yes, um, yes. was I, I yeah. saw that when I like went, I went and saw that it was like one of your pieces. I went, I know this, like, this is crazy. I watched (laughs) these episodes like, and like, this is not to be like putting down on, on, um, impractical jokers, but I actually took episodes of the show and cut pieces of it up and used to use it in my mass media class. Um, Oh no way. (laughs) Yeah. We would talk about cultural implications and assumptions of a, of particular shows. And so I would show them pieces of, uh, show my students pieces of impractical jokers. And we would talk about like why it was funny and what, you know, aspects of culture it played upon, and then we would read it through a critical lens and be like, okay, so how, like, what do you notice about things that could be troubling or problematic? And I would be like, <laughs> the, the, "The guy. Like, did you ever notice that, did you ever notice that <laughs> like all of the people they touch are women, but they never touch any men? And you're like, oh shit. Uh, yeah. You're right. That's actually true. I don't know about yeah. that. So that's not me being like, here, you have to take this note back to those fellows. Go tell Brian Quinn. He needs to yeah. diversify the, the, the touching of people. Uh, well, you know, it's funny you say that,
1: like they, they actually, uh, I think since, um, ownership has changed through different, I think it was Warner and the discovery a bunch of certain things have been edited on, uh, re like, like if you stream the show, certain yeah. things have been changed around, which is crazy because it was stuff shot like 10 years ago that right. things have changed. And no, like it's true though. Cause this,
0: that's why they yeah. notice it though. Cause it's like 10 years ago, a skit where like, um, where like Sal is basically working in the shoe store mm. and trying to convince women. he's like hitting on them and saying all kinds of weird stuff to them while going to get them shoes. Um, and then like smelling their feet. And it's like, this is <laughs> yeah, weird. Right. Like, but the yeah. parts that still are fine is like, you know, um, Joe Gatto, just yelling out like Larry size seven, just screaming <laughs> you know, like, and that's, I, I've tried to like, I've had this conversation about impractical jokers and I hope I'm not getting like um, hi- hypercritical and talking about it because my partner teaches improv comedy to high school kids. Like that's what she's, she's a high school teacher. Oh, that's wild. Theater. So like her, we've like watched Impractical Jokers and had her own, like, let's talk about the sausage and like how it's put together and like what flavors are in it and things. And so I find it to be a yeah. really fascinating show. I was really, I think it's really cool that your artwork's on it. Cause thanks.
1: Um, well, I got, yeah. you know, when I got it, honestly, another f- peek behind the uh, fourth wall, like I said my buddy, John Zaluga, he's a, he's a head writer on the show. There's a, there's a bunch of other writers, Joan Bergio, yeah. you know, James McCarthy, Casey Joes, buddies of mine. Um, the, the Jokers are funny. The Jokers do definitely improv lines here and there, but like 80% of what you're seeing yeah. and hearing is coming from that writer's room. And you don't really hear that on a lot of things because from what I understand is when they were actually, you know, they got the show into production, part of it was like, you know, true TV saying like, you know, we want to push this aspect. If it's you guys, everything's you guys. That's all you guys. That's why you don't really see too much. Right. Outside of that, their realm where, uh, there's a lot of moving pieces that show. It's not just those three or four guys, but those guys are great. But you know, like it's, I've had had this conversation
0: with my students too, where I'm like, Hey, just understand that you don't see it. But outside that shoe store, there's like five signs that are like, We're filming. And if you're in this yeah. area, then like, yeah. you consent to be involved in whatever we're doing as like. And so it's like, you know, so yeah. some of it's organic, but some of it is like kind of if well, you're there, you know, the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. like they'll and they, catch you know, them as they're gonna, walking out. Right. They're, they're going to catch it, yeah. them afterwards and get consent and things so that way they mm-hmm. can actually use the footage. So it's, you know, paid. as much as like it seems like, oh, my God, these weird things are happening. Like it's a little less weird, um, you know, when it's actually being produced. It's just how things get cut and edited that come across as. It's so shocking!
1: It's all in the <laughs> editing, folks. It's all in the editing. Hey, I but, say um, that all the time
0: because yeah, I, man, deadliest catch hasn't you know for a very long time wasn't very deadly. Um, nobody, <laughs> nobody was nobody was dying on crab boats. So they had edited footage of, like salmon boats and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, hey, look, this salmon boat is sinking, and then they just cut to like footage of each of the ca- captains of the boats looking really like pensive. <laughs> And then saying generic things like, out here on the Bering Sea, you're out there by yourself. You've got nobody else to rely on. You know, it's kind of, it's really sad when these kind of things happen, but, you know, just you never know what's going to happen. You never know. And then, like, it's cut to another guy. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, the air station Kodiak's real far away. So you got to be able to rely on yourself. The sea gets real bad. And. (laughs) <laughs> that's how you make Deadliest Catch, basically. Yeah. So yeah and I say that, that with love. I have a friend deadly. who edited Deadliest Catch. So mm-hmm. as much as I'm like, I hope I'm not sounding shitty about impractical jokers, as much as I'm like, let's talk about it. So
1: No, no, um, no, no, no. I think I think we're talking about it completely realistically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, hey, those guys made that money. <laughs> hey,
0: I I think I think it's cool because I like the bit they do where they do the fake PowerPoint presentations or they do the 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 fake um the like focus meetings the focus yeah group, yeah they yeah, have to yeah. like and the, if you've never seen this show folks like because are like what are you talking about isn't this a ghostbusters podcast nope it's an impractical jokers podcast now fooled um, you fooled you <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke how, impra- <laughs> how impractical to have done it an hour and nine minutes <laughs> or whatever this is <laughs> it's in the name
1: you've been impractically joked <laughs> yep. deal with it
0: uh but I that you know, there's these skits that happen on the show where the guys are there. You know, there are four guys who came from an improv comedy background who were part of a group called the Tenderloins that Mm -hmm. uh, ended up having this show. And one of the things they do is they bring in a group of like focus group people. And then the person doing the presentation to them has an earpiece in their ear. And the other three guys are telling them what they have to say. (laughs) Or in other instances, they have no idea what they're presenting. So they get a PowerPoint presentation and there's all this art and all this stuff in it. And that's when I realized that, like, you've done a bunch of that. Like, you did yep. a bunch of, like, the, the slides and the presentations for these crazy companies and crazy ideas. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, basically Garbage Pail Kids. Like, to me, is like, I look at the thing they're doing. <laughs> it's like the Garbage Pail Kids version of a business, right? Yeah, it's just, like, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic as hell. But the, the the thing is, I I've done a lot for the show. There's... So much more I've done that's that just didn't make it to air. Whether it's like right. just the take wasn't right or whatever. Where oh my god, it's like some real, real
2: crazy stuff.
1: <laughs> like I did I did a whole like we were gonna do this whole mural, and I I wound up not going. You know to 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 into production. But I had to do like, you know, the the pre-pro art of it. And it's like the Quaker Oats guy kinda. But from behind, like flashing a bunch of animals. And like each animal has a look on their face that's de- one's disgusted, one is horny, one is like infatuated. You know what I mean? Like one, one is disappointed. Like it was yeah. <laughs> like there's just it, there's just that writers' room and those guys come up with some really wild stuff and it's really fun for me to draw because I don't know what I'm gonna get. It's right. really wild stuff and I just <laughs> like drawing really
0: wild stuff.
1: So it's kind of a good it's, it's good job, man. I dig that.
0: I think it's hilarious and I it's so weird to me like to sort of to meet you and interact with you because like I remember when like Brian Quinn from that show. Was just like a kid who was like, I'm a firefighter who I'm on, I'm on, uh, tell him Steve, Dave, the podcast, yeah, right? And he like, was just a Kevin <laughs> Smith, dude. He was just the Kevin. And he, I believe he's like what he was in one of the movies. Like when he was a kid, he was I like think one of so. the, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like, and he's, he's like what teenager in one of the movies. And I can't remember which one right now, but like, he's been part of like the Kevin Smith circle since he was a teenager. And like as a neighborhood kid, like not as like a guy who's like best friends with Kevin, but like a person who's like a red bank kid or whatever. And, but he was a Staten Island guy who was a firefighter. Like it would talk about it over and over again about like after nine 11, he would talk about on the podcast of like what nine 11 was like for firefighters and what it was like to, you know, why he doesn't do, he's not a firefighter anymore and this kind of stuff. And, and then he ended up being this kind of practical jokers. And I was like, this is so strange. It's like watching, you know like a kid who you kind of knew from like the early days of podcasting like someone from the early days of talk radio suddenly become like a, a comedy star like you know 10 15 years later it's very strange but it, very it, cool it too. really
1: it really is it really is I was, i's uh he's he's a good dude man he's a, and, and to tie it back all into pizza uh last year for his birthday i got invited to uh to a pizza place uh, party, a party at Pizza Place. Um, it's a secret DL place in Manhattan that just serves uh everything's edible, like marijuana infused. The gotcha. Pizza, the buffalo wings, the, the 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 soda, everything. You smoke a big godfather <laughs> at the table, you pass it around. It's it's like a prefix menu and everything, the gelato at the end, the cannoli, everything. Wow. Yeah, it's wild. It's in it's in like the East Village. It's like a little DL. It's not completely on the up and up, as far as I understand. <laughs> it's not completely legal yet, or or maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't at the time, but maybe it is now since dispensaries have opened in New York City. So maybe it is on the up and up now. But uh, yeah, man, it, it's you can't, you can't go wrong with the, <laughs> pizza weed <lead>, and <laughs> Brian Quinn. It's a great time. That's a, that's, that's a great hilarious. day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's really neat that like you've had that experience because and that you're still, you know, th- this is like what you do. It's really awesome that you're kind of the, like, I find people who work on making, um, content, like I'm a media person and I admit it. Like that was, i I joke that I dropped out of a, PhD, a media PhD program because I wanted to go back to teaching but and doing debate stuff. But mm-hmm. um, it's like really where my heart lives is. It's like part of why I moved to LA was not because I'm going to go and become somebody who does media production, but because I wanted to be around the culture of it, you know, and sort of around folks who do it. And I think that the folks who make and produce all of those pieces are so important because they're really like what makes stuff come together. Right. And I don't know yeah. if you know this, but um, we were talking earlier about you and I were talking off air about, uh, Tony Taylor, who's a very good person. Who's uh, Tony podcast a few times. I don't know if you know that his, his toys have been snuck onto TMZ live. Um, no and, way. Really? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> one of the things that happens on TMZ live, if you ever look at the background behind the two people talking, they're like, have all those cubicles behind them.
1: And okay. It's like yeah, an yeah, open yeah.
0: bullpen of like space. So everybody has their little personal effects on top of their cubicle. And so I've now learned this, that apparently people attempt to get personal effects in the shop. And so like, oh, that's, that's their cool. piece of being on the show that week. Um, and if you it. look, they're not like up close, but if you look in the background, like on top of a cubicle, there's like, you know, the burning <laughs> mini puff doing this, like yeah. <laughs> just his arms out. Um,
1: He's going to market it now. I see it on TV.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> that's got to be, it's got to be your next gimmick. You know, you got to start figuring out as you start continuing to work on production art for things. You work your raccoons in, you start working on yeah. some, you know, some Ghostbusters, uh, yeah. references. You
1: know, a raccoon a little, with a big blonde pompadour, a little, little red glasses <laughs> on. Just sneak them in there in the back.
0: No, that's the next series. You finish the real Ghostbusters series, you do that book and then you do the raccoon Ghostbusters. The rac- and it's just, it's just, it's an entire book of, of the real Ghostbusters <laughs> cartoon reimagined as if it's in a universe of raccoons. <laughs> you can have this idea next door to the other place they found this that's that you can have that idea i I give it to you freely you You run with it create it send me a copy when you're done (laughs) Thank you. so let's talk a little bit about your involvement with new york city ghostbusters Um, because i know you've been a member of their organization for a while how long have you been doing like franchise stuff and co- I know that you've do independent, like you do cosplay stuff as a Belushi um, or rather as a, as a blues brother. Um, I don't do you specifically, I guess that is you're like baby Belushi, right? So yeah,
1: well sometimes yeah. I'll do, uh, I'll, I'll do, uh, I went out to star Wars celebration out in Anaheim dressed as Bluto from animal house, but instead of like the college, like I, you know, I look like the classic poster, Bluto yeah, yeah. chugging the whiskey, but instead of college on the shirt, it's a like Imperial Academy. <laughs> like, uh I've done I've uh, good friends of mine throw a toga party every year. I go dressed up as like Toga, Animal House Belushi. Um, whenever celebration, Star Wars celebration, I'm a big Star Wars guy also. So whenever Star Wars Celebration is back in the States, I'm actually gonna do a um X Wing pilot kind of mashed up with um, uh, you know, uh what's his name? Uh Bill Hickok from uh the uh, 1941, mm-hmm. you know, Wild Wild Bill. And yeah, yeah. The the, the pilot, like kind of like a like a mashup between those. Because actually, it started weirdly enough. The the Baby Belushi thing kind of started with the real go uh, with the I'm sorry, the New York City Ghostbusters, where um, before I even joined them, I was just buddies with uh, Ryan Espen, who runs the group now. Right, and. Uh, they were doing, he was involved in a show called Minions of
0: Gozer. Did you ever hear of this thing? I've heard of it, but I don't okay. know much about it other than I've just, I've heard about it. So.
1: All right. He would play Venkman in Minions of Gozer. It was like a Rocky Horror Picture Show, Ghostbusters experience. So you had the movie showing, they would play it like the IFC theater and stuff like that. Gotcha. They'd have it like, like one of those theaters with like a space in the front, you know what I mean? So they would have the video uh going along and then they would have actors out there kind of miming the movies and they would have they would shoot silly string for the proton beams, and right. they had like a Slimer pop in, and, so, and you would get like the bag of like you would get sponges, you'd throw them, you know, mass sponge mm-hmm. migration. You get marshmallows, you threw. <laughs> you'd get like cheese it, shit like that, a little crunch bar. You know what I mean? Like, like it was like a whole thing. And I, I had taken my best friend, my podcast co-host John Zaluga, for his birthday. I had heard about it, and I was like, oh my god. Mean as it goes, it sounds nuts. I took them, and we were like, "This is wild." So I started talking to them because I was like, as a big Ghostbusters guy, an artist, I was like, "Hey, if you guys ever need any artwork, any promotional, I would love to work for you guys." And I was talking to Ryan, he was like, "I already got somebody, this and that." So we had Ryan come on the podcast. We were bullshit, and and then I was like, you know what? I I've always kind of wanted to build a pack. I've always wanted to do all this stuff like that. So like, let me join the group. But before that, uh, they, before they were still doing like minions, of goes or before that dissolved, Uh, they would do like a pre-show, like a blues brothers. We would get up there and do soul man. Ryan gotcha. Espin, who would play Venkman, would also play Elwood. And I would play Jake and we'd get up there and do that like that. So through the, him being on my podcast and then, you know what I mean? Doing the show with him, doing this and that, I was like, you know what, let me, let me join the group. And, uh, it's, been a blast i come out for certain things i'm not as active as i used to be just because like i just like i have a really crazy schedule and thankfully they recognize that they're okay with it i hook the group up in other ways as i can you know what i mean like i'll try right. to you know spread the word or you know what i mean I, I just did some artwork based on the real Ghostbusters. I was, jesus why i'm the worst <laughs> on the new york city ghostbusters well, those are the real uh,
0: Ghostbusters. It's fine. That's they they're, are. <laughs> they are <laughs> in New York City. That's why. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, I would do. I did for the, um, the video. The Jesus Christ. The board game revisited. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. They, they, they. I did the New York City slime lab. Okay. Based on that, like, like I did like a piece of artwork for that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I actually just gave them a whole bunch of real Ghostbusters art to just go nuts with. I was like, you guys, you just want to put it wherever you can in the campaign, go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So some of that's going to be featured in there. But sorry. Yeah. Now I strayed off the course completely. We were talking about New York City Ghostbusters.
0: You're fine. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You're fine. Um, Mixing up like several different (laughs) everything. No, this is right. part of what happens is like that there's a lot to talk about. And so it all gets kind of jumbled. Um, but I part of the reason I asked you about the, the I asked you about this because I know that the NYC Ghostbusters did a lot of work over the Christmas season, you know, sort of helping to organize and drive the toy drive movement that was going on a bit um, because, you know, that Sony was kind of like they did that last year and went, hey, toy drives and mm-hmm. kind of did it like the two days before they wanted there to be toy drives or something. Um <laughs>
1: Oh, I didn't even know that. See, yeah, I wasn't, like I said, I, I, I wasn't able to be active in person, but I did that piece of art for that specifically. That was the Ecto one with the Christmas tree on top of it. So that, like that was, that was specific for that. So I was like, I know what, if I can't be there to like actually collect these toys, let me do a piece of artwork to, uh, to help
0: out. To contribute to it and to help out, which is cool. Um, so do you find that like that's you, you know what do you find that still up for you a rewarding experience to be engaged like at a franchise level like because I mean I, oh yeah I, it seems to me like you've been like when you say I've been in the firehouse a bunch of times like <laughs> how many of them have been related to like sort of franchise events or things that you've been doing um um
1: honestly not as many as just going with my sons because I'm I sometimes I like more of that you know intimate experience of like you know, just being there with my family, not like 15 other people and right all decked out and people taking tons of pictures. And like, sometimes I just want to, you know, keep it, uh, you know, a little tight. Uh, but I will be there this June 10th for the Ghostbusters Day event uh, put together by the Buffalo Ghostbusters and the New York City Ghostbusters. I think they're going to have some guests there. I'm going to be doing a print that I'm going to give out. It was originally going to be like 50 of them. I think I'm going to go for a hundred because it looks like a nice. lot of people are actually going to be there and I'm yeah. going to give them out just as, as me spreading Ghostbusters love. I'm doing it at my own pocket. I just want to hook people up and people who make the trip from God knows where just want to have a good time at the firehouse. Guess what? I'll hook you up with something because I love you and I love Ghostbusters and I love New York city. So You know what I mean? Like, hey, make that trip. Come on out there. I'll I'll give you something cool. Hook you up.
0: This is the part I'm going to edit in. Ernie Hudson yelling, I love this town. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. To me is like the the New York moment of that movie. But I mean, there's plenty of others, I'm sure. Like there is the Statue of Liberty walking down the street in the second one. But, yeah. You know what the movie, the movie's for a movie, like mostly not shot in New York. It's such a New York movie. It really, like it is kind of funny when you think about it. Cause it's like, somebody said this to me the other day about, you know, the movie being over in the UK. And mm-hmm. I said, how much of Ghostbusters 2 do you honestly think was shot in New York city? Like they did, like a
1: week <laughs> in the winter of just like pickups yeah. running and, around. The
0: and the only g- reason they got <laughs> through like the first one is because they basically were like, "We're going to be doing some rogue filming. Like we're just going yeah. to go and film things and just get it done and try not to get caught in some circumstances, like without permit." So it's just like it's kind of funny to me when you think about how movies were made then versus how they're made now, because. So many things that went on then would never happen, you know, but-
1: um, Oh, yeah. You just, yeah. You say like a lot of just guerrilla shooting. Like, we're just going to take the camera out and film until somebody says stop. And like, you know, when you got a crowd of people and, you know, Rockefeller Center and you're filming Mm -hmm. the Ghostbusters running around, you're not getting- permission from everybody no (laughs) you're not stopping those people no getting back in the truck
0: and getting the hell out of there well it's like i can't i can't remember the particulars of the story entirely but there's a story from the production of ghostbusters where um they couldn't shoot somewhere they're having a problem and so like literally over lunch like dan Aykroyd and bill murray just went over to the mayor's office like Oh yeah! Walked yeah, in yeah. and we're like, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah, we were really hope we could be able to shoot some <laughs> stuff. Yeah, of course, the guys from SNL—that's who we are. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, great. See ya! And then they came back out and said, "Okay, we can go shoot now." The mayor said so. Like, yep, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. And then yeah. you know, I then you that. get your scene in the movie where it's like, "I gotta go. I gotta wrap with the mayor about a few <laughs> things." It's like that actually yeah. kind of happened. The production yeah, of the movie—it's yeah. messed up. To write a different um, context, but I—I I don't know. I just I'm kind of a little bit disjumbled in what I'm trying to get at here. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, are you still like, do you find that it's still rewarding for you to be doing cosplay after like all these years and going out and doing those charity engagements and things like, do you do it more as bushy yeah. now, or do you do it more yeah. like as a ghostbuster? And like, I guess I, my question would be like, why, you know, what, what's the reason for going one way or the other, but <laughs> you want you know, the proton pack want- is very heavy. Uh, you want
1: the you want the real answer? Sure, I'm why not? Definitely, I'm definitely too fat to fit in my jumpsuit at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I was a lot trimmer, and I wasn't as belouchified. But now, I, 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 it's it's a tight fit on me. So yeah, I don't mind. So and also, like, listen, I love. The Ghostbusters style. Obviously, I'm a member of the Ghostbusters New York City Ghostbusters the franchise. I love the cosplay of it. I love people getting out. Um I, I just have such a weird look where I-, I can't just be another guy in the khaki jumpsuit. <laughs> like I would be I-, I don't know. I just I have to be Jake Blues, but I I throw on a proton pack. Yeah. And it's still in universe. If you read the IDW comics,
0: sure. I'm boom. I'll grant you that. Thanks. I'll grant you that. <laughs> I'll also grant you it's in-universe because it's what Dan Aykroyd wanted anyway. So, like, yeah.
1: you know. I've been tempted of doing... Maybe like the, you know, the Venkman OG proto. Like, I, yeah. I'm a Star Wars guy. I go out there and I see people dressed like the figure or, 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 or uh, Boba Fett from the Star Wars Holiday Special cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll see that. And you're like, whoa, cool. And it makes me think, like, oh, I could do a Belushi
0: Venkman, but like four people are going to get it. Well, there was like, um, <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I, I may be talking out of turn here, but I think it was Rob. From the Yes Have Some uh, podcasts, like Group Therapy Group, who did um, the costume at Dragon Con last year, where he was the Vankman, the Ecto Glow Vankman. So he was like, Yeah, the, somebody like that Kenner figure. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that I know who that was. I think that was Rob from the YHS group.
1: Um, oh, okay. I saw that, and that was so cool. That was, that was, and actually glowed too.
0: Yeah. Like, and that, that was scene, like, like- but like those kinds of cool. variations, I think are kind of cool because like they are taking the IP and doing something interesting and different with it. I mean, like this is not to downplay anybody who puts on a flight suit. I put on a flight mm-hmm. suit. Mine is very pedestrian and tan and it's a Rothko and it's not, yeah, a yeah, Gibson yeah, and, Barnes and it's not, you know, but like um, I think that as much as like people crave for screen accuracy and things like that in certain aspects and like some groups are very much about that, that creative freedom of like sort of taking I'm going to mash up like I'm going to keep the Ghostbusters bent to it, but also I'm not going to necessarily be like Jake Blues. I'm going to be a version of Belushi, like in a context. I'll go Mm -hmm. out out and be the Belushi that went to the Jedi Academy. Right. Like that. (laughs) Yeah. To me, like it's a very cool thing. It's very interesting and like way to celebrate the IP you love. You know what I mean? And um I don't know. I just, I think it's, I think it's neat. I like what you do. I guess that's what I'm getting at. I don't even know if there's a question thanks. there as much as just like, I think that's cool. So. I, yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. And It's easy to stand. You know what? If I was at a big blues
1: Brothers thing, I'd probably be dressed like a to <laughs>
0: just to stand out. You just, just you just stand that's out. That's the thing. That would be kind of funny if like you went to a giant blues brothers con or something like a big blues brothers event. <laughs> and then you showed up as Bluto. Like you just like every time you go, I was, you show like, us the wrong Belushi. You know that? I was thinking of, of doing that
1: <laughs> when back in August I went out to um to Joliet, Illinois. In the prison, there was a Blues Brothers con, and yeah. I went dressed as Jay But I was thinking of going dressed like Pluto just to fuck with people. How funny is that? <laughs> but like the Blues Brothers con was, it was more of a concert. It was it was uh, Jim yeah, Belushi yeah. and Dan doing the whole right. thing. But um. Uh, yeah, I went just as Jake and that blew people's minds. Like I just like I look like I really look a lot like him, especially as Jake, right. where it freaks people out. Like like I said, I've walked <laughs> around Chicago and people like double take like w- w- what? Like, holy shit. Like, it's, it's 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 it. And I carry myself like that just naturally. So it's going to be the one you
0: have to do. This is the one you have to do with the New York City Ghostbusters. Okay. You have to do ghost Belushi. I thought of that, but I didn't know if someone (laughs) would think it would be like, I don't know if I'd hear shit from
1: people. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know if I'd hear shit from people.
0: I mean, is it though? Like at this point you got ghost Egon. Yeah, but Egon also <laughs> didn't like speedball himself to death. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, didn't, he well, okay. didn't You don't you don't do look, you do ghost Belushi, <laughs> you don't do overdose Belushi. It's not like but you walk around with like the pill, like with a pill bottles around your neck, like yeah, or something. But that's How that's why he's a ghost. <laughs> Oh, you just you make him you make him the version of the ghost that got to heaven and then uh <laughs> like what he's like there now. So he's like He's post afterlife Belushi, right? And so he, he's got a lot of cheeseburgers and, um, I don't know, Jack Daniels bottles, but the Jack Daniels bottles are all empty and they have flowers in them now. Cause he's yeah, 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 piece. yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Ghostbusters day. Um, because I know you, know, like you mentioned earlier, you're going to be there, uh, celebrating yeah. along with the folks from Buffalo Ghostbusters uh, and shout out people. to them. Uh, yeah. and with the NYC Ghostbusters and whoever else shows up who happens to roll in in their various ectos and their flight suits and their proton packs. I can't wait. Um, it's going to be nuts. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be great. I mean, and uh, this year will be big and next year is going to be even crazier because we be the 40th anniversary of Ghostbusters. So yeah, you're right.
1: Um, oh my God. This year's going to yeah. be big because
0: it's a movie in production. Next year there'll be a movie that has just come out or is coming out if the movie doesn't stay on track. So, um, Consider this like I hope it. I hope, yeah. (laughs) This is your penultimate, your penultimate Ghostbusters uh, day to figure out, you know, how to make the next one even bigger. No, I mean, this one's going to be amazing. So um, I'm not trying to, yeah, but you're right. right. This one's going to suck, but the one next year will be better. Um, Don't even come out. Wait till. Wait till no, no, dude. Next year stuff.
1: This year is going to be awesome, but and, but you know what I mean. If you want to keep it a little tame, you go to this year. If you want to get wild, next year 40th, it's gonna be tits out, everybody.
0: <laughs> so, just putting that on the table. <laughs> so you know, the New York City Fire Department my... may or may not endorse that statement. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: he'll be, be blasting us with the hoses. You kidding me? It's gonna be wild and crazy. <laughs>
0: They're going to be offering uh, free rides down the fire pole, but they're going to grease it up first. So, I hope. They're calling it the Philadelphia special. They're greasing all the fire poles. And then you got to (laughs) try.
1: Then (laughs) they hit you in the face with a battery after. Hey. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Good old um, Philly. Yeah. Well, you know, it's come on down and riot for Ghostbusters at the. And hook and ladder rate. This is not an actual endorsement.
1: Okay? <laughs>
0: yes, don't, 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 don't bring your copy of ladder the ladder Ghostbusters movie you
1: don't like.
0: We're gonna burn <laughs> it. I'm gonna get a a direct message after this podcast from official Ghostbusters HQ and be like, Why? 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 Yeah. The
1: Buffalo Ghostbusters aren't gonna let me do that print anymore. That's
0: it. We're sorry, all fired, everybody. We're all fired, everybody. Um, sorry. Unfortunately, we're all unpaid anyway, so can't yeah. fire us if you don't Yeah, pay you us. can't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm kidding. I love you. Oh, of course. Um, no, I'm, I'm excited for, for you all to have an awesome day there. I don't know that I will make it back east for this one. Um, I joke that I can I can actually cope with good reasons to come east for any of them because one of my nieces um, has a birthday like literally the day before or after. I can't remember which right now. Um, I'm a good <laughs> uncle. I remember when Ghostbusters a- Day is, but um, I don't know where my niece's birthday is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a great guy, Uncle Ghostbuster! Hey, everybody, Jim. Uh, Uncle
1: Ghostbuster over here.
0: <laughs> Uncle Ghostbuster <laughs> doesn't know when your birthday is, but he ain't afraid of no ghosts. Um, <laughs>
1: that's all that matters.
0: That's all that matters. Yeah. So I I do want to make it back for one though, and that's a good reason to do it is to sort of come back and be like, okay, I'm going to do you know birthday with the niece and also do Ghostbusters stuff. Finally
1: come out of the car at that firehouse. Yeah. uh, Set foot on, uh, Northmore and Varric. You know what, man, try
0: to make it for the 40th. If you
1: can't do this year,
0: hang out. I mean, come hang out. I also also have a rule about, I also have a rule about the, uh, the Northeast and period of time in which I will not go there, which is that I refuse to enter the troposphere of um I know. I, of, yeah, of new yeah. york between the, the weeks of Je- june 15th and august and, and september 21st that's my Summers window where i'm like no no i i left this humidity behind when i moved here and i just i refuse uh so if i do come it has to be like during that week but um that's why yeah, right be right before, before
1: the match is lit
0: yeah okay. when you could still put on a flight suit and not Die, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not yeah, melt exactly. in a subway, um, Oof. and find yourself in the cracks of the su- sidewalk. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be a marshmallow man who's turned into goo, nobody needs that, you know. It's no, 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 especially not in New York. No, it's very sticky. The There's a lot you. of <laughs> yeah. rats, yeah, There's it's a is, lot of debris, yeah, you know, done. it's gross, um, it's nasty, yeah, it's cockroaches. Never. Isn't this a great, isn't this a great imagery? Everybody come to hey, New we're York really,
1: we're really selling it. I love New York. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting paid to
0: do this by the New hey, York man, uh, agency. All I got to say is cats now and forever at the winter garden. Theater. Oh man. Hey, I, love I was, that now and
1: forever. They're gone. I will they're say gone. this. It's, it's, do you know why
0: gone. they're gone? Cause a
1: Beetlejuice came.
0: No. Cause right? back Didn't to they the, do the do future's the coming there and it's rewriting oh, time. Really? That's good. Did you just come up with that? Like a week ago. All right, all right.
1: That's good.
0: That's good. That's good. But but for real, like that's why is Cats not now and forever because Doc Brown is at the Winter Garden Theater, and so time was just eventually. Originally, it was now and forever, but. Now they, they were out before then they were out. I saw, I saw Beetlejuice yeah the winter garden. I said his name twice so
1: far. I'm I'm being facetious,
0: but you know, I'm being facetious. I I recognize that there have been other, other things at the winter garden theater since cats and God, I don't even know how, how the hell cats lasted as long as it did, except that there was some, you know, call telecharge to get your tickets. This is where I'm telling you, we're going back there. The the New York commercials will exist in my brain. They'll live there forever. That's um, it, but it's, 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 cat. they existed there so long because as, as we were talking about earlier,
1: sometimes you get a cat, you get a bunch of cats and you're trying to foster them. You, you <laughs> got to keep that one
0: and then you keep getting
1: them and you keep getting, you can't get rid of cats. It's impossible.
0: All right. Here's how you get rid of cats at the Winter Garden Theater for real. Like how you make sure it never comes back. You ready? Yeah. Raccoons. Now at the oh. Winter Garden Theater. bro. <laughs> <That was forever. laughs> <laughs> Raccoons. Pepperon cat. Pepperon cat. Pepperon cat for me. (laughs) I'm saying cat. I don't mean to be. Pepperon's all alone in the moonlight. (laughs) There you go, dude. This is it. You got to take it. You got to run with it. You got to pivot and just. Raccoon make the musical, Raccoon the musical, and holy just, shit, this is just a straight knockoff of Cats.
1: It's complete <laughs> ripoff. Hey, I'm the Jellicle <laughs> Raccoon. Hey, all right, maybe I'll make a creepy, some somewhat uh, uh, uncanny valley sexual movie on it.
0: <laughs> you, there's one an day. entire there's an entire song about walking on your own two feet and just standing <laughs> on two legs. Just... No one needs to beg when you can walk on two legs. Just that's. (laughs) You can find the humans when they're dumb and use your opposable thumb. Just that's. (laughs) (laughs) I smell it. This is it. I'm telling you, if you, if you need me to be the, uh, the, what's that guy's name? HL Mencken or whatever. The guy who like does the music with Elton oh, John Alan Mencken, Yeah. Yeah. That's what's the, why yeah. is it HL Mencken? I don't know who HL, that is.
1: HL puff and stuff or something
0: like that. HR puff and stuff.
1: That guy uh, Howard yeah, Johnson's
0: <laughs> I don't nothing to do with that at all, but I just want to say Howard Johnson's for some reason. Um, um, Molly Pitcher, who has a rest stop in New Jersey. Yeah, the Molly Pitcher rest stop. I just there's a bunch of random references London, for people who are like, where are you going? I don't know. We're going to end the podcast in a minute and I'm melting down. But um, yeah, I would love to see Raccoon the musical now. That's what I'm telling you. So- you come out, come out, you come to town before the heat hits. You come out for the
1: 40th. We'll start pre-pro on Raccoons. The we'll musical.
0: go out to Martha's Vineyard. We'll just take a house for like to yeah. get this, you know... Banging out in three days.
1: That's right. Just three days. No sleep. Just (laughs) raccoons and and cocaine for three
0: days. All right. That part I'm not signing off to. Um,
1: (laughs) I kid. I kid. But if the
0: raccoons want to do all the cocaine, that's up to them. All right. So
1: that's a whole nother franchise. (laughs) Cocaine raccoon. (laughs) That's a whole nother franchise.
0: Coon cane. Coon
1: cane. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother thing.
0: (laughs) I've really enjoyed our free associating and rambling conversation through a whole bunch of stuff. And I I really appreciate your real Ghostbusters art. Um, I think it's a really cool project. And I want I want the book when you're done for sure. Um, You got one. Don't worry. Give me me it. I'm like, I mean, I'll buy it. I'll pay for it. No, no, you got Um, one. You will give (laughs) me a book or you will perish. Uh, This (laughs) podcast will never be released, which will probably be (laughs) advantageous for everyone involved. (laughs) Holding it for ransom. No, I'm Uh, I'm a very generous
1: dude. I want to give you one. Don't don't worry.
0: Oh, well, I appreciate that. But it works the other way. If you if you don't give me a book, I will release this. Um, Oh, shit. All right. (laughs)
1: Yeah. right. (laughs)
0: um, but people people can certainly find you i know at at real ghostbusters for that project your pizza at pizza Plasma on the instagram yeah um your sla podcast or slap podcast for your podcast anything else that you want to plug or that people should know about that you're working on as a creative artist in the ghostbusters community and just in the nerd community Uh. in general
1: Yeah, I'm doing something uh, right now. It's top secret, but if you follow those guys, maybe you could figure it out. I'm working with Shapeshift Vinyl again. I had done their um, like pre-release poster uh, for their Ghostbusters 2 River Slime album. Nice. Uh, I didn't know you did I'm doing something for their new album. I can't say what it is, but uh, if you follow those guys, maybe you could connect the dots. I don't know. Um, I'd also like to promote... Oh, Fart Party on YouTube. It's a weird movie review sketch comedy show that i do with my two sons it's very bizarre it's kind of it's kid friendly <laughs> but i mean it's like farts and stuff like that if your kids are into it's like nickelodeon it's like 80s yeah, yeah. 90s nickelodeon kid friendly gotcha. you know, I so you know check that out and yeah, everything Jim said, uh, Super Live Venture. Uh, you don't know, go to superliveventure.com for any show dates. Uh we got a live show coming up on Staten Island at four, on 420, uh it's a little Victory Theater. So uh, that's sponsored by Ross Brewing, so you can imagine how much fun uh that's going to be <laughs> on 420. Uh also uh, doing comedy at Manny and Friends uh flagship brewery. That's May 25th. And also that Impractical Joker Staff Infection Show, March 31st at Pottstown, uh PA. You can go to souljoels.com to get tickets for that. And uh yeah, it's, and please enjoy everything I do. Um, you know what? I sell prints. Uh, Through social media, I sell the real Ghostbusters prints. Sometimes I I pick, curate which ones I'm going to do, and and it's a process. I don't just throw any old print out there, and I don't want to give away too much that's going to be in the book, so I put some oddball stuff, and um, sometimes I give out a free print if you... uh, if you listen to my podcast, you'll get the uh, secret code word and you get the Ooh. free print through that. Yeah. But um, yeah, you look for those secret print drops. I only limit them to like 50 uh, first come first serve and you can pick one up. So follow my social media and you'll hear rumblings about that. And, uh, it's very, you know, it's very secret. Everything I do is very like, you know, handshake deals and, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Hey, all right, we're going to do this on the side. We're going to do that. Hey, That's my whole life. So I
0: got a graphic design speakeasy over here. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> this, this Egon print
1: fell off a truck. It's going to look great in your mama's, uh, living room over here. Like everything, everything, I, you know, you got to get to know me and then you get, then you get the, then you get it.
0: Then you get everything from me. You I get like, the, the idea that there's Egon art falling off of trucks. <laughs> what kind of truck is that? You don't want
1: to know. All right. You don't want to know.
0: <laughs> don't ask me about my business. Yeah. I told you never <laughs> ask me about my business.
1: That's the real Ghostbusters motto as well.
0: <laughs> That's another version of that. The, the cartoon Ghostbusters in The Godfather. That would be Just,
1: amazing. Oh my god, <laughs> that would
0: be amazing. But Slimer is Michael Corleone. Slimer,
1: no. See, I think Slimer would be Don Corleone. I, I think I it think Peter be. Peter would be Michael. <laughs> or oh, maybe maybe Peter would be Fredo. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I think about it.
0: Yeah, that would be sad. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. Well, that's kind of, I was supposed to be intended on a light note, but now it almost feels like a dark note. Cause it's like one of the ghostbusters would eventually kill another one of them. That's terrible. <laughs>
1: like, hey man, anything could happen. out here. It's a wild woolly weird world, man. Anything could happen out here. Um,
0: well, I'm excited that, uh, to see the rest of your artwork as it sort of unfolds. And I'm just totally stoked to see what y'all are going to do with ghostbusters day. Um, and just in general, oh, like, you. you know, like I'm, Still, I need all your content is fun to watch. So, thank you. Keep making it. Keep making it. Yeah. As we were art. talking
1: before about the uh, Ghostbusters variant suits, if you, if you dig stuff like that, I think you're going to like the art I'm going to put out there. Cool. I'll just drop that in.
0: All right. So, all right. there you go, everybody. You have some hints, you have some tips, you have some ideas of what's coming. If you haven't seen it already, at Real Ghostbusters, at Pizza Plasm Not hard to forget when you know the name of the podcast is Extra Plasm. Uh, and uh, I don't know synergy, that's- man. Yeah, that's it. That's what <laughs> it is. It was it's, it was meant to be. Extra plasma and si- and pizza plasma. An experiment and synergistic interaction. Um, I love it, man. I yeah. dude, I had a blast. I, I really did. This, this has been. Fun, I man. did too. Thank you for Definitely. coming on and doing it. I appreciate it, and you know, anytime. You come back anytime because it was very fun to chat. So thank you. All right. Um, thanks again, and uh, we hope to talk to you again soon. Take care. Same. Peace and love, everybody. That about wraps things up for Extra Plasm this week. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Chris Sorrentino, aka Pizza Plasm, for joining us as our guest this week. You can find his art at R-E-E L Ghostbusters on Instagram and his podcast at SLA podcast on Instagram. Our theme music is by vaporwave artist Magnavox and our logo is provided by Brendan Pierce of Beducci studios. If you enjoy the show, you can always help support it by leaving a positive review on your podcast platform of choice. Those really do make a difference and help to connect people with podcasters uh, who are into similar things like you. And if you have something to share, you can always find me at extraplasm on Instagram or Twitter or via extraplasm podcast at gmail.com for email. Thanks for tuning in. And as Ernie Hudson reminds us each and every week,
2: try to have fun and always keep on busting. Take care.